Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and this is episode number fifty-nine. I am joined by my amazing co-hosts. First up is Ivarwin the Bomb. Joe, I'm back. You're back. I missed you. I'm back. What happened to me? I'm back. <laughs> Your front. Great to be here. Chat room. Welcome. 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 Now the fans were missing their Evarwin last week, man. They had some uh, Evarwin withdrawals. So we'll, we'll give them their fix this week so they can be all happy again. All right, and joining us, as always, is Louis the Baron Olan. Hello, Joe. Thank you very much for the kind intro. Hello, Evarwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Glad you're all here. And joining us, the birthday boy. He gets two beasts. This is birthday. David Deanforce Adams. Yay! Hi, everybody. It was my birthday. It was his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, how old are you? Uh, hang on. Let me take my shoes off. <laughs> One, two, seven divided by okay. Wow. <laughs> twenty-four. Use widget math. <laughs> I thought you were twenty-four or twenty-five. Yeah, I'm a youngin. I'm still youngin. I knew Dave for two years. Not, never knowing his age, I thought he was more my age. And the other blue, he says, "Yeah, dude, I'm 22." What? <laughs> <laughs> You're like more mature than most 40 year olds I know. In some cases, anyway, our final host on the list, the bouncy Shank, the tank. Bouncy, bouncy. What you know, after his Sunday experience. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, internet? Um... Yeah, man. Stoked to be here. I'm actually almost a year, almost exactly a year older than Dave, but i uh, got to say he's way more mature than me, so, you know. That's because I'm wearing pants. That is that is true. <laughs> pants sell <laughs> the maturity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We have some stuff to get into, but first, we have sponsors. Yvonne, would you be so kind as to inform Indeed, and this show is brought to you in part by Tweaked Audio's Classic Black Edition Earbuds with Microphone. It's indeed Tweaked Classic Black with Mic features a solid metal construction, a gold-plated connection that will ensure optimal sound clarity, and it comes with a free storage pouch and an extra double durable nylon cord that won't bind or kink up. And the best part? An inline microphone that will deliver superior audio clarity. $34.95 on their site, but 
Elder Scrolls off the we- record fans, record, uh, record fans, you will save a little money on that. Okay, if you go to tweakedaudio.com and drop in the code off the record, you'll get it for $23.07. That'll save you over $11. Also, don't forget about their pink edition earbuds still on clearance on their site going for $14.90. And again, with the code off the record, we'll drop that price down for you to $9.83. Awesome savings plus free worldwide shipping with that code. Unbeatable customer service and a lifetime warranty. All at tweakedaudio.com. And also, we'd like to thank Guild Launch for sponsoring this show as well. Our brand new sponsor. Guild Launch is a website hosting service dedicated to bringing your gaming guild, community, or clan the features it needs to gain that extra edge. And yeah, we're talking to you, ESO Guild leaders. Get in on this now, Guild Launch, okay? Enjoy full features such as raid-ready tools like DKP tools and even multi-game support for that gaming community that plays it all. And there's many of you out there, all right? They'll have... Your site looking incredible on any platform, such as a mobile device and tablets as well. Full voice chat services such as Ventrilo, TeamSpeak, and Mumble are available and fully supported as well. You can build your site for free, or you can take advantage of some of their monthly base subscriptions that unlock the power out of your site, starting as low as $7 a month. Perfect for blogs and podcasters, too, with tons of storage to access and hold all of your media content. And believe me, podcasters, you know you need that good storage for media content. So go check it all out at guildlaunch.com. Thanks again for supporting the show, guys. Fantastic job, as always, Ivar. You're like a pro reader on the show, how much you have to do every week. Yay, I read well. Ivarwin, read this. Ivarwin, take that. Okay. Yeah. Hooked on phonics. We're pro, me, man. With an F. Pro. Um, well, I can't read it, so I might as well let you do it, right? <laughs> All right, guys. We have some meat and potatoes. Yes. Oh, we have no. a lot of meat with some boiled potatoes. We're gonna mash them. All right, guys. Before I go any any weirder, we I think the biggest thing we need to start off with, and this is another huge thing coming from Zenimax. Uh, we covered a big one last week. This one's bigger, and this is. And ask us anything about combat. Yeah, this was huge. This was absolutely massive. Um, the the ask us anything that uh, that dropped on on March eleventh. Uh, it covered a lot of subjects that I know, like a lot of people were asking in the forums and um, just generally online. So I'm really excited that we were able to uh, to feature this on the show today. Yeah, I, I don't. I had like this really weird deja vu. I like. Some of these look like we actually covered them last week, but that wouldn't have been the case because this came out after the show. Yeah. Weird. <clears throat> All right, you ready to do this, Byron? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Question number one came in from Matt Festamel. Uh, yeah, whatever. Matt F. And he says, Would you please explain the soft locking system in detail? For example, how does it interact with Dodge? Does it apply to melee attacks or just ranged? During missile travel time, is it possible for another target to intervene between you and your existing soft lock target to take the attack? Yeah, this th- I got immediately excited when they covered this because we we spoke about this some weeks ago, and and it's it's great to actually get this uh, this answer. Uh, so Zenimax says, you must be facing your target to hit it. However, soft locking allows you to pick a target 
out of a crowd to hit it. It's possible that your target could be behind another target. You would hit the target. You would hit the target you had soft locked, provided you were aiming at them. Another target could not step in the way of the soft locked target to prevent you from hitting your soft locked target. As for dodging, the target can execute a roll dodge or evasion move to attack, uh, to avoid the attack. Yes. We saw a lot of that evasion stuff going on even in the alpha. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this basically confirms a lot of the things that we've, we've been, you know, stating versus, uh, you know, how, how exactly, you know, if you step between, uh, if you fire off an attack and someone steps between, does it hit that person? No, it, it actually doesn't. It, it will hit what you have targeted. So you don't have to, you know, worry about uh, an errant attack you know, hitting hitting someone that walks like a teammate that would walk in your way. Uh, Lou, got a comment? Yes, I'm actually glad they answered this question because, again, they really had given us a combat and the fact that they did it just affirmed that, yes, there's a soft-locking system that's available, and they just covered some of the mechanics. However, uh, at least this will allay a lot of fears that I've seen on other forums. People saying, well, what's going on? Like, how do I lock on to somebody? It, there's no hard lock. What do I do? What do I do? Well, here's something for you. Exactly. Anybody else? Um, yeah, actually, we spoke about how this is going to be like this. We, we, we've discussed on the show how it's to save processing power, your, whether or not you hit your opponent, is probably going to be calculated the second you release your ranged attack. And that seems to be exactly what they're saying here, that the travel time, yes, there's going to be travel time, but whether or not it hits that target is whether or not you've targeted it through your soft lock properly, not right. if something hops in the way. You've got to, you've got to be faced. You've got to face the target. You know, there's no you know, Legend of Zelda Z targeting N64 mechanic going on here. You know, you have to, <laughs> you got to face your target. You know, you release that spell. Don't worry about anyone running in your way. You know, it, it should, it'll be guided directly to there. Kind of like thinking, if you don't mind, guys, um, mm-hmm. I spent my life studying martial arts, and one of the things we're trained is when we're focused on our, our opponent, everything else doesn't matter. It's just a complete focus. Right. What's um, what's good about this too is that they also say at the very bottom here. And I think this is one of the more important things. Um, the target can execute a roll dodge or evasion move to avoid the attack. So just because you throw that that fireball, um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hit the target. You know, if if your if your opponent is skilled, he's going to dodge the attack. So. You know, there's still a lot of room here for uh, you know uh, skill in in PvP. Not necessarily just you know, oh, I threw a fireball at you, and you're definitely getting hit in the face. Like, no, it's sure it's guiding itself towards me to to some degree. But you know, if I'm if I'm if I've got enough wherewithal, I'm going to just move out of the way. But that brings up exactly what Joe just said. In martial arts, you're going to have to aim at your target. You got to be focused on them. Just exactly how much focus, how much leeway are they going to give someone on the other side of the coin to dodge? Well, I think it depends on on how well the the skill of avoiding it is is executed. There'd have to be something so that way you couldn't just dodge, 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 dodge. That'd be irritating. Someone mm-hmm. just dodging around. Oh, you can't hit me until I get where I need to be. You know, 
That yeah. would irritate the hell out of me. Now, I got a question. Does this mean with the soft lock, uh, is, does that mean there will or won't be like a free aim system as well? Or is this like something that you'd have to turn on? No, it's not something that you'd have to turn on. It's, um, it is a free aim system. And I believe the term soft lock really just sort of uh, refers to the fact that you're, you're, you're going to free aim your attack, your fireball to your opponent. And, you know, once you fire that skill off, it's going to make its way over there and hit the guy, you know, square in the face if he's, if he's not quick enough to dodge out of it. But I think the best way to look at it, Shank, is a hard lock system is where we talked about this before. Your target gets completely locked on that target, and mm-hmm. you're no matter how they move, you're always watching them. You have to tab out or do something else. What this refers to as you have you're now paying attention to that target. Oh, okay, okay. I think the best way to conceptualize it is exactly what you see in in Skyrim. To be honest, yeah. I mean, this doesn't sound anything different than what's in Skyrim. I think just over-explaining it, it, it gets weird. But I think this is exactly, and that's and that was our experience when we played the Alpha, Joe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a blast. And keep in mind, guys, there are attacks that cannot be dodged. I had to, I had attacks on my Dragon Knight that specifically stated cannot be dodged. Mm. Okay. So not everything can be dodged, Dave. Good. All right, the next question... I know left click will be the main attack's ability, but will there be counterattack abilities you can put on the hotbar that can only be used after a successful block with your shield or weapon? By Jess Perry. And their answer is, there certainly are attacks which work better when capitalizing on certain opponent states. For example, exploiting your opponent's vulnerability after an interrupt. However, we don't have attacks that wouldn't work without that situation being true. This is very interesting. Um, thoughts on it, gentlemen? Shank? Yeah, this is uh, this is this is awesome. Like, I it's, I have a huge smile on my face right now because this this just means that the, the combat from from just that little piece is truly dynamic combat. It's not just you wailing and the other guy just like you know trying to dodge. The other, it's completely two individuals engaged in combat. That's you know, constantly changing and it's real time and it's it just it just adds a whole new dimension that okay, yeah, you actually can, you know, in a sense here you can actually counter and like exploit the vulnerability if you you know, after a big attack or whatever. I think this is cool. I love this. I I completely agree. I think it's an excellent idea being able to not only counter people who do a big attack and, you know, put themselves off balance if they're throwing too big of a hit, but also the fact that if somebody may block too much or does something unsuccessfully, that they could also become vulnerable to a to a quick hit afterwards. Yeah, it's it has a lot to do with um, like for instance, after you stun a target, there's a way you get a um, and what's what I'm looking for an indicator that your um, the NPC of the enemy is about to do a massive attack on you. When that occurs. There's a certain key keystroke. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, it basically does a stun or a dodge. And when you dodge them or stun them, they get stunned. And that's when some abilities have the potential to do more damage based on the fact that you just stunned them after dodging them. Right. I was wondering about that. I was about to ask you and borrowing that, Joe, because I know. Well, after just coming off of playing Tomb Raider, 
Yeah. In that game, in that game, they have the <laughs> quick time events. You know, where you actually you're keyed or told to press certain buttons to change the status of a particular action that uh, Lara is doing. So I'm wondering if I'll have something like that in ESO to where if you do counterattack or you're able to counterattack, here it may not be necessarily on your hotbar, but a skill icon will pop up maybe above your hotbar. It says, hey, you just did something really cool. Exploit this. Hit this button or, you know, or do this. You know, press your attack button again and this is going to happen. Yeah. Well, it really looks like they're <laughs> saying that there's not attacks that are specifically made to exploit a weakness. Rather, your attacks can exploit a weakness and you'll be notified when they can. Yes. Okay. It's, I feel I feel like this is just very this talks about the synergy a mm-hmm. lot. I think that's really what this refers to. The synergy skills. Well those uh synergies are the ones that are based on the ultimate, right? Yeah, but uh you know how they always they always go back to that um, you know, uh oil and then, you know, fireball thing. Oh yeah, well, synergies are the combination ones, right. Yeah, like I, I see I see uh this sort of rule brick applying a lot to those synergy attacks mm-hmm. um, especially when you have like oh man you know there was uh, those those Dwemer structures that um, I think Paul and Nick were fighting during the alpha and um, I think Paul laid down some kind of you know electrical attack and then somehow somehow Nick was able to exploit that yeah he jumped into it and it, it kind of exploded into a AOE Right, which, you know, obviously electricity and, and, you know, robots or other kind of, you know, robots that would that would harm them far more than maybe a fireball or an ice spell would. And, uh, you know, I see this sort of, you know, working in, in that way that, you know, this is going to come into play when you when you execute a synergy attack. You should definitely be aware of, you know, who am I fighting? Is 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 fire going to going to work against this this sort of enemy or something else? And. Can I uh, regale you guys really quick on an experience I had when we played the Alpha? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went out of my way to try to take on as many enemies as possible. And I remember when I was fighting three, um, I forgot the, that invading force. I always forget their name. But anyway, there were three humanoids. And I remember having to watch all three of them. And they were tra- circling behind me. So I was in third person, and I would have to watch them, because as soon as I saw one do a power attack, I would immediately turn to them, which would do a, create a soft lock, dodge it, stun them, p- pull out my armor, st- and they would get damaged by that, turn around, impel somebody, bring them in, and it was that constant battle, and the, the amount of um, strategy I had to use, and it wasn't like a, a, tr- a traditional MMO to me. It wasn't, you know, click and, and um, or look at them and then press some buttons. Yeah. I was active, my adrenaline was pumping, and yeah. I was like ready to cheer when I finished them all three off. Combat... See, he- was strikingly active, reactive, and fast-paced and adrenaline throbbing. And that's where this dodging system comes into play. Yeah. All right, uh, next question. How important will the Holy Trinity be in PvE in-game slash raids? Will dedicated tanks and healers be required, or will lighter armored characters be able to utilize the dodge system well enough to serve as as competent tanks? Will healers need to focus entirely on healing, or will a more offensive spellcaster be able to sustain his group via spot heals by links? This is this is a great answer. Um, basically, what they did was they they posted um, an email 
about a encounter that the devs uh, went through between each other and trying to update on on how how this whole thing works. So uh, their answer is this, and I quote: "Let's have some fun here. This is what one of our internal testers sent out." On Wednesday, February 27th, this email is unedited other than removing the ending of the letter, which would sound a little too self-congratulatory of the tester. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's here's the email. And uh, they say, yesterday in the lunchtime dungeon test, our group of four, all at level 12, included. Now, listen, listen to what these the group composition is. One Templar with light armor and healing staff, abilities focusing on healing. One Templar with light armor and dual wield, Templar abilities focusing on healing. One Dragon Knight with light armor and destruction staff. One Sorcerer with heavy armor and dual wield. Could you get any more eclectic? <laughs> okay. This was, this was with no real consultation with each other while making characters, other than ensuring there was at least one healer. For the sake of the dungeon, we really could have used a true tank. The closest we had was the sorcerer wearing heavy armor and using un- unstable familiar to get the monster's attention, with no real keep-myself-alive abilities. But as a group, we were eventually able to take down the fungal grotto grotto bosses. More to the point, with four players making independent choices in abilities and gear, three of the four made builds that defied the standard templates, and yet felt perfectly viable in actual play. The players were each able to build a character to their own taste with class abilities as a supplement rather than a rigid, defining aspect to the character and have effective characteristics. So that was the email. Then Zoss goes on to say... Oh, I'm sorry. There's Mm -hmm. more. Go ahead. Uh, So, in summation, we're pretty happy watching the progression system allow people to play the way they want in the groups they want to play with. Any of you guys get goosebumps? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Go, Dave. (laughs) Oh, I, I do want... Do what now? Uh, just a little disclaimer, guys. Uh, if everyone's on a laptop today, because of his PC issues, so roboting can occur. If it gets bad, we'll edit it and timestamp it. But oh, uh, was I was I ro- roboting a lot? Right in the beginning of the email, it got a little janky, but it was you're still understandable, so no big deal. Okay. Um, guys, you know, there's something I want to do really quick. This is a lot of the ordinary, but part of this email or the email that you just read answered an email that we got. Oh, really? Yes. And I'm going to... Yeah, it, it kind of hit me. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this email, because this is actually a voice email from... Um, let me find his name here really quick. Hit down here. Uh, from uh, Colin B. This is a conjuration question. Hey, Elder Scrolls off the record. Colin here. Um, I had a question regarding conjuration and ESO. Um, I played a Conjurer slash Necromancer in both Oblivion and in Skyrim, and uh, one of the spells that shows up in both, albeit higher level in Oblivion than in Skyrim, is Raise Zombie, or Raise Undead, or whatever you want to call it. 
and uh, you need a physical body lying there on the ground, and then you cast the spell, and the body rises up and be- is your little zombie slave for 60 seconds, or however long you have it for. Um, but in ESO, how is that... Like, when you kill an enemy in ES- in most MMOs, they lay there for a minute, and then either you loot them or they disappear. And uh, so that doesn't seem like it would work very well with Ray Zombie. Now, in Oblivion, most of the things that you could summon... I mean, you could summon, like, ten times more things than you could in Skyrim. And so I can see how that would work a lot better but with, like, summoning Atronachs and Skeletons and stuff like that. But I've always loved playing as a Necromancer, and since the spell has been in all the other ESO game or Elder Scrolls games I've played before, I kind of hope that it shows up again in uh, ESO. Uh, do you guys know anything about Conjuration in ESO, or if not, what are your thoughts on this? Thanks, and have a great week. Alright, this is where it gets interesting, guys, because I want to reframe back to this email at one point when he says, and I quote, for, this, for the sake of the dungeon, we really could have used a true tank. The closest we had was a sorcerer wearing heavy armor and using unstable familiar to get the monster's attention. Okay. The unstable familiar is a pet. It's a right. conjuration pet. So that kind of answered the question. I would say so because I mean you know you definitely have unstable familiar as as uh, confirmed by by this text here um, you know it could change at any time but it looks like as of you know February twenty seventh it it had been there um, so and you know what's important about this is we've never heard anything versus the mage class at all it's always the Templar and the Dragon Knight because that's what they've said is in the game. Um, so we're, we're definitely getting some information here about the fact that, uh, you know, we're getting a, a little outlook as far as what, what the mage is, is going to have. And it looks like Conjuration is definitely going to be a piece of the mage. And uh, it looks like if you can have a viable tank mage if you throw him in heavy armor and, and keep a good pet. I'm wondering if every class will have some kind of pet at some point. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Um, okay, guys, now back to the point, though. This email, I want some thoughts from you guys. Yeah. I mean, this just speaks to one of the core pillars of Elder Scrolls, which is that that flexibility. And just reading how they, uh, you know, took out their, their enemies and their boss in this, in this uh, grotto here, using the very unorthodox classes and characters that they were, and that it was successful, and not only successful, but it was cohesive um, and complementary to each other. That's that's sick. I mean, that's really, really cool, considering the characters we spoke about, I think, a couple episodes that we were going to first play as. So, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. This is so cool. Yeah, indeed. I mean, when I first saw this email, I was glad they actually brought this up. Because I think one of the biggest concerns a lot of people have especially you know so-called hardcore MMO vets because look at the question that Link's posted the Holy Trinity in PvE endgame slash raids one of my pet peeves right now with ESO or the community ESO is the fact that people are always focusing on 
and game rage and game rage and game rage. Hey, you know what? Let's enjoy the rest of the game first. And then let's get to the end game in raids. Because all you want to do, it feels like all everyone wants to just go to the rush. Let's get the 50, let's get the 60, or whatever the hell the end cap is. And I think the real game begins. You know, and I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make. It's like, you know what? Uh, end game is where it's at. Maybe, maybe not. You know, there are a lot of other MMOs I've played in the past where getting there was, yeah, it was, it was half the fun. But if all you're focused on is getting to the end game and raiding right out the bat from day one then why the hell are you playing the game i agree lou <laughs> uh, you know this is you know i'm i'm guilty of that I, I can't lie i've been guilty of that with that in some mmos to try to rush to get to the end game to join my friends in end game i think this is one of the games where i am going to i'd rather enjoy the path to end game than try to rush through it well, what's nice to know about that path to end game is that uh, this is it's going to be as customized as you want it to be. And I, I think that's what this point um, that we're going over here really illustrates is that you can you can do whatever you want. And that's important because a lot of a lot of MMO players are uh, tired of rigid class structure, uh, have been very vocal about it. There's other games out there such as Rift that have done a great job at mixing it up and giving you lots of options, but it seems like Elder Scrolls Online is giving you the ability to be as free as you want with your character build as possible. And and uh, this is this is some phenomenal information here. Yeah, indeed. I mean that proves it. Yeah, it does. I mean look at the way that it ends. <clears throat> I think this illustrates a great point that Varwin and I shared in the past in our, our old Guild and Rift, where our main line was, hey, if it's dead, it's a win. Bottom line, look at that group composition. There are going to be a lot of hardcore elites that are going to say, oh my god, that's never going to work. That's a fail. Hey, guess what? Look at it. <laughs> it worked. They beat it, right? Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear, well, how long did it take them? It doesn't matter. If you're worried about a time hack, then I'm going to ask you, why are you playing a game then if you're under such time constraints? I mean, if that's your biggest thing, oh my, it takes them 20 minutes. As opposed to, what, the five if you min-max everything to death? I mean, this will work because guess what? These guys communicate with each other. They probably took two minutes out of the time to say, all right, what are you going to do? I'm going to do this, this, and this. What about you? I'll do this, this, and this. As opposed to what? The atypical, oh, the typical nightmare pug group where everyone just rushes in, you know, heads chopped off, just hoping that it works. You know, Man, I, I can't wait to get to the end game in min max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Lou. <laughs> oh, I had to do that. That was awesome, Dave. <laughs> so, um, your opinions, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. I actually think even more so. Lou is is right, but he doesn't know how right he is. The thing is, is everybody has a stick just stuck straight up their opinions that they don't know what's going on. The point, fact of the matter is, you can do freaking anything. Why are you going to be stuck to the constraints of, hey, we got to have a tank, a healer, and three DPS? No, man. How about you go in there, guns blazing? Full DPS. We don't even need a healer for this. You know, we're, we can do crazy stuff now. And and it's absolutely, the developers hear it loud and clear, and they're going to let us go in there, play our class, have our fun, however you want to do it. And you know what? I'm going to bet money that min-maxers are going to realize Wow, being a straight tank. Wow, being a straight healer. Wow, being a straight DPS is the worst thing you can do in this game. I'm going to bet that being diversified 
and enjoying every aspect of this game is what's going to make you a beast. You know what, Dave? I couldn't agree absolutely more. And I think one of the key things is that if you guys, if we go in guns a blazing with how we want to play the game, even if we fail, we're going to have a hell of a good time doing it. Yeah, and the writing's on the wall with this one. You know, I mean, uh, you don't, you're not going to need an alt because if you don't like your character build, drop the heavy armor and pick up a robe. <laughs> or drop the robe and pick up heavy armor. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, if you don't like what you're building, just start mm-hmm. building it differently. If you don't have enough freedom, just drop the pants. Yeah, drop your pants and <laughs> do a dance. I'm totally down. <laughs> All right, guys, you ready for the next question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. This just came in from Jan Shah. In the introduction video, you say that you can start with PvP at an early level. Will you be able to level up through PvP? Uh, and their answer is yes. Currently, you can start leveling via PvP in Cyrodiil at level 10. So, PvP fans, you don't ever have to touch any PvE after that. Level 10, boom. Cyrodiil, here I come. If you're playing straight PvP, what are you doing playing an Elder Scrolls game? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I have a, a concern about this, too. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. Go, I'm the biggest. Go fan. ahead, Dave. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a, I'm agreeing with you. I, I'm not the biggest fan on that. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, this to me, this isn't fair. Okay, again, I don't against PvP. I mean, I God, I play PvP as well. Ultima Online, I request one. Dark Age of Camelot. Now I have no issues with it. However, mm-hmm. to tell me that you're going to want to, all right, let me let me fast forward to the end game and raid. You're going to want to raid with me. Okay, end game content, and all you've done is PvP for 40, 50 plus levels? Well, I mean, I think at that point you're talking about a very specialized situation. I think anyone who levels from 10 to, let's just say, I, I think they confirmed that 50 was an yeah. end level, right? I yeah. knew people who leveled from 10 to, or 15 to 50 in Rift from PvP. I- and then, and then they wanted to, to jump into PvE. They wanted and, to jump into raids and be treated like they were amazing raiders. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's very situational. Um, what's nice to know, and, and, and you, guys, you guys know me and you know my place, so I'm not a PvPer. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about it. Um, but what's nice to know is that PvPers are going to have a nice home in this game. And I think, I think that's important. But at the same time, you know, for, for PVEers, for, for hardcore raiders, um, we have to be aware of, of who we're coming into the group and, and, what, they're, and what they're doing. And, and you know what? Maybe, maybe we don't have to because they keep saying that there's no PVP gear. So it's not like they're becoming in. Well, no. Exactly. Well, the problem gear. isn't the gear. And, and especially in this game, it isn't the gear. The problem is the play style. I mean, in PVE... You're going to play the, your character very different than you will Not in PvP. Necessarily, Dave. Yeah, I don't know about that no, anymore. Because if this was Inti's- Star Wars: The Old Republic, I would agree. But from everything we're seeing with this game, you're you're not getting different skills. The NPCs that I played against had a very human-like reaction, so I think it'd actually be an equal skill level because the NPCs that you're going to be going against are going to be using player uh, used skills anyway. It, I, I would have to say this is... I, you know, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just saying that for the first time in a video game, from what I'm seeing or hearing, 
the skill set required to be successful in PvE raids and PvP seems to be as close to overlapping as as it has been in other games. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just saying like I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if if maybe there is going to be uh, a noticeable difference between someone who is a hardcore PvPer and how they react in a raid and vice versa with this. If that is how you say it's going to be, then if it's so seamless of a transition between how you can play to deal with PvE compared to how you can play to deal with PvP, mm-hmm. then I would be perfectly fine with it. But every time I've ever seen PvE versus PvP, they're two completely different play styles. Not saying one's yeah. better than the other. I play PvP differently than I play PvE, as does everyone. Of course, because it requires two different skill sets. Exactly. From the player. So, my my question is, will, do you do you all think, and I, I want both Varwin and Joe, I need y'all's answer on this, do you truly think that it's going to be close enough to where your, your play style, your skill set, will fluidly translate from PvE to PvP? Hey, Varwin, do you mind? I don't mind. Oh, okay. Um, Dave, I think it's actually going to be an advantage for the PvP player, honestly. And the reason by I mean that is that they're going to have... Because the way the combat system is set in Elder Scrolls, it's an active combat system. They're going to have more honed reflexes based on PvP going against human intellect. So when they go into a PvE environment where it's very similar in playstyle, but a little bit dumbed down, they may actually have an advantage. <laughs> that actually is an excellent way to put that. That makes I, me happy. I'm I'm personally not 100% convinced yet. Um, from what from what I've I've seen and heard, they keep saying that you're you know you're not getting different skills, which I believe. You're not getting different armor, which I believe. Um, your your character build in as you build it throughout the game is going to be just as viable in PVE as in PVP. Uh, so long as you know how to play your character, I mean, all these things to me sounds like it's it's it overlaps very well. For me, I'm not a hundred percent sold on that idea just yet because it's so foreign and so different, and I've never seen it before. That's, I, yeah, it's exactly what I'm feeling, man. I was like, yeah, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll we'll see it, you know, in a beta at some point soon. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely. This is one of the things I'm excited about. Is is PvP and PVE as seamless as as they make it out to be? And like I said, I, I'm not 100 percent sold on it yet. But oh yeah, definitely. It's going to be one of those yeah. things we have to see in person. Yeah, so, I feel this. I feel it's going to have to be. I was one of those things we experienced first. Yeah, I was simply basing my answer, Dave, on my experiences, my limited experiences in the game. Hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a down or anything, but am I the only one that like genuinely has no interest in the PvP aspect, at least initially? Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm totally disinterested in PvP, but that's just me. That's just my playstyle. I've never been interested in PvP, really. I mean, I, at least, I mean, even though I know uh, you, both you guys have said that it, it's uh, it's pretty, it so- sounds like it's going to be pretty... Uh, seamless or similar in this game like pvp versus pve but i mean i don't know <laughs> i just i don't know for me like for the whole elder scrolls is like i you know it's like the whole pve like it's me versus the world kind of mentality for me at least so that's just right. my view on it 
All right. Any last thoughts? We move on to the next question, gentlemen. Yeah. One last thing. I mean, Shank, the, the, I guess for the base fear for me, after playing these games for so many years, the fact that inevitably with MMOs that have aspects of both PvE and PvP is that the PvP crowd will eventually be unhappy with one thing. And because of that playstyle, okay, invariably affects your effectiveness and your abilities in player versus environment and PvE content. Okay, so say for example, if some <coughs> paladin tank uh, you know, was facing my wizard and started crying because at 40 feet, I was able to nuke him to death and he couldn't lay a finger on me. Then he goes onto the board and goes, oh my god, it's not fair. I can't close the distance. I should be able to kill anybody in the battlefield. And you know what the devs do next? Oh, well, you know what? We'll make sure that guy can't hit you for 1,000K. He'll hit you for 200. That way you can close the gap since you've got 20,000 hit points. And they kill him in turn. But guess what? When my same wizard tries to take on the epic dragon in a boss fight, guess what I'm hitting the dragon for? 200 hit points of damage as opposed to 1,000. Now, now see what happens? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and, and Lou's right. It's happened in every single MMO that, that at least he and I have, have played. I saw it in Warcraft. Um, I think I've seen that exact thing in Warcraft. I saw it yep. in Rift. Yep. I saw it in Star Wars. Yep. Um, I saw it in, I don't know, did I? Uh, I don't think it was in Final Fantasy XI. That was, that was a yes, really long was. time ago for me. It absolutely was. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it from EverQuest 1, Dark Age of Camelot, Galaxies, Rift, yeah. World of Warcraft, how many years? <laughs> okay. But the, the important thing to keep in mind here is that with, with such uh, an in-sync type of um, uh, overlap regarding skills, in, in-game skills and, and what you can build, uh, I don't know if, if, if someone's going to complain about a, a mechanic in PvP and that's going to affect PvE. I, I think... Um, the way they're describing it, it sounds to me like if they affect anything at all, it's just going to affect that. That it's going to affect PvP and PVE almost in the same way, without without it being. I don't know. I, I'm ha- I'm having a hard time like explaining my my thoughts, but I think for the first time we, we're going to have uh, it's close to a level playing field between the two the two play styles as as we'll ever going to have in recent. Which, uh, in, which is, in theory, should limit any kind of PvP slash PvE balancing issues. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. We have another question to get into really quick. I, I like this one because it has me ideas that I think are true, but we'll see. With so many people fighting in the world alone or with groups, what will be done to stop people stealing kills and XP by Danny Blades? And their answer is, put simply, there is no reason to steal kills. We grant XP to both people for killing, and we have a looting system which makes it, uh, which makes it so both parties benefit from kills. And I think this is Evarwin. I think I know what their looting system is going to be. It's going to be individual loot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, that sounds like it to me so as well. So no more having to roll on like boss loot because you'll get your own individual oh God, chance I at would, boss loot. I would freaking cry. Yeah. I've seen this done before, and I'm trying to wreck my brain on it, and it works extremely well. Yeah, I think DC we've seen Universe. it in, um, yeah, yeah, DC Universe Online, and uh, uh, the recent game that was out last year, Guild Wars Two. So that's, I think that's a brilliant idea because you, you don't get any kill sales, or you don't get any um, 
looting issues of ninjaing, which is a big uh, issue with a lot of MMOs. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're both grand XP because it's something again. Me and Ivar went tested when during our alpha. I got my own loot from the bo- the mob that I killed with him. I just jumped in. He was already started attacking. I jumped in, help him kill it. I got XP. I got um, credit for my quest, and I got my own loot from it. Yeah. So I the see, only problem so. I see with this is that I'm sorry, Shank, for interrupting you. No, no, go ahead. Oh, the only problem I see with this is that if they have such thing as like world bosses, that you'll see people wait until the boss is at ten percent life and then jump in and help kill it. So this is like basically socialism. I'm, I'm <laughs> get out! Come. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know that that saying where socialism works on paper. This is the paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, well it, it, it could work like this, though. I mean, I understand that scenario that Dave's talking about, where in order, if they had a way to make it better and more balanced, the fact that yeah, you're going to have people just like that who are going to be that much of a d bag and wait till it's at ten percent or even one percent before they start throwing stuff in there. And I hope, well, my dream would be, you know what? It's going to base it on yeah, you'll get loot, but guess what? You only did this amount of damage. Yeah, you get twenty gold pieces. Have a nice day. And you know that's what, exactly though? what I would like yeah, to say. A little. That's, yeah. that's something that's got an easy fix and will probably come out in beta if it does exist in the game if they haven't already thought about it. And you know, honestly, guys, it's not really much of an issue. If you're already fighting a mob and you're already killing it and they jump in just to get the XP, it's on them because you don't have to share loot or XP with them. That's my kill. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, now that we all got all silent, any other thoughts, guys? Alrighty, I'll take that silence as let's move on. I have a question about your targeting system for combat. From what I've heard, there will be a soft targeting system. My question is, how does this system work in raids slash large PvP groups for healers? Will healers have a hard time finding players and keeping track of their group's health? By Jacob Avil. Villa. Soft lock targeting doesn't really affect healing because you don't have to find your target to heal them. You don't target allies. Most of our heals are area of effects, AoEs. Or cone effects. Oh, <laughs> oh be right back, guys. I gotta change my pants. <laughs> they continue and say to be effective, you might want to stay in the middle of your allies for AoEs or face them for cone effects. Healers will have to be aware of their environment, of course, and pay attention to battle. Healers, I see a lot of put your back against that wall and avoid the stun. <laughs> you know what this also means? There's one of the biggest plights of, of playing a healer in MMOs is, ha- is what they call playing the hot bar or playing the health bar. Well, you have no idea what's happening around you. All you're seeing is health bars. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You talk about those little raid icons on the left hand or the mm-hmm. right hand side of your screen. I played a healer in WoW, and all I did was stare at that those bars the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that sucks. That's how. Oh, dude, you shank. You have no idea. It was so boring to be a healer in, yeah. in any of these MMOs because all you do in raids is just stare at at health bars and just keep the green up. Yeah, <laughs> you're basically <clears throat> missing the entire game that's taking place in front of you. In, yeah. in a way, yeah. God, that's horrible. It's boring. Yeah, that's why it's hard to find healers. Dude. It's tough. This? So it, 
Yeah, yeah. So if like if if I'm like totally healing you guys and then I start getting attacked, can I just like parkour and run away? Is that like a viable option? Yes. Yeah, and then you'll get kicked out of the group. That'll be an right. excellent idea. Let <laughs> <laughs> just jump on you know Ventrilo or Teamspeak or uh, you know or Mumble and say, "Hey guys, I'm parkouring and piecing out." <laughs> And then everyone will be like, all right, we're going to parkour and peace out with you. <laughs> See, this is so, this is awesome in another way too, guys. And the fact that, that back to the email earlier where they had two, two, um, not, I almost said paladins, two of those, those classes that can heal anyway, they're in there doing combat and they're just throwing out their AOE heal when it pops up just to maintain health. So they're able to participate in the actual fight in the environment that anyone who's focused solely on healing as well will be the same way. Oh, yeah. All you have to do to heal is literally turn your mouse toward the group and hit the, you know, one through five button and just be like, bam, cone effect heal. And then turn right back around to the boss and be like, okay, fireball and, you know, whatever. Yeah, man. This is like got me. This is, to me, it's some of the most exciting news we've read today. Do you know how unstressful of a healing job that is? Healing for me was stressful. (sighs) You have to, like, I had the hardest time, like, trying to tab through all of the, like, individual targets on my screen to find that one guy that was just about dead. And then, like, I'd hit the tab one too many times because I was stressing out, and the guy would die because I just went right past him and didn't even heal him. And I healed, like, someone that was full health, and I wasted my mana. You don't have to do that in this game. You don't have to individually select your targets in order to heal them. That's amazing. All right, we're going to go on to the next question. We still have a, quite a few more questions to go, at least, I think, yeah. what, two or three? Mm-hmm. I want to know how the different armor types will be balanced. Why shouldn't just anyone wear heavy armor? With advantages, what, with advantages will a warrior have, wear, I think you meant to say, what advantages will a warrior have wearing light armor? By Oliver Cedar. Each armor type will have a full progression line associated with it. If you have it. If you, if you advance down the light armor progression line, you are likely to get bonuses to spells, magicka regeneration, and the like. Medium armor skill lines give you more bonuses to stamina activities such as dodge, sneak, and etc. Heavy armor skill lines give bonuses received to healing, bracing, etc. And, of course, armor can have magical properties beyond this. And you may wish to max out Excuse me, and you may wish to max, mix and match as you see fit. Oh my goodness, dude! I'm gonna have like a closet like full of armor, okay? And it's just gonna be like <laughs> all of this season's fashion. Oh, Janine, <laughs> I see, I see a Templar mixing very, very well. You know, heavy armor chest plate with maybe like light armor gloves to get some extra magicka out of it with light armor boots to maybe get you know either more magicka or, yeah. or some magicka regen out of that with like you know plate uh, greaves for health boots with the fur that's exactly what i was thinking of arwen yeah it's, it's this this lends itself so much like okay well i'm a little bit down on stamina maybe i can um you know impl- you know compensate for that by getting myself some medium armor with a high stamina boost to it Right, and since we don't know how many pieces of armor we have to wear yet, like I'll, I'll use EverQuest two for an example. You know, helmet, chest piece, shoulders, bracers, gloves, you know, pants, and boots. You know, big say. You know what? I'll use stamina. I'll I'll get the stamina boost. The bracers. I'll use chain bracers as opposed to plate bracers. That way, hey, I'll get a slight uh, stamina regen from that. Yeah. You know, 
or maybe I'll wear a like a medium leather cap for Magicka, or you know, I'm sorry, a light a light cap. And this this is just speculation, pure speculation on my part. Nothing has been said about crafting, um, or even if enchanting is in the game in the game and in a crafting profession. So this is speculation on my part. But if 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 they do have enchanting in this game, and if it is a, per, a uh, profession, it would be a lot of fun if you could disenchant any armor get that magical property and put it on an appropriate type of armor for yourself. That would be great. You know, like you, uh, a, a piece of heavy armor drops and, and uh, you're a mage and you don't necessarily want the heavy armor, but you would like to disenchant that to get the health perk off of that and then re-enchant. Oh, um, God, don't, you know? don't, no. Because then we'd get the people, I want the heavy armor. Oh, but it dropped for me, but you could trade it to me. But I need it because I'm going to disenchant it so no one else in the world can have it ever, and I'm never going to use that enchantment. Dave, you probably shouldn't be in groups. <laughs> <laughs> just avoid the groups, Dave. It's okay. Yeah, just just let the let the tank, you know, uh, or the, the guild leader, you know, do that sort of thing. <laughs> Everyone gets their own individual loot window, then you'll never see that person get the cool piece of armor. Wow, Lou with the SmackDown. See it. Plus, see it. The, those know. boots would go so well with that two-handed sword. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, guys. The next question is... Uh, we did answer, we answered that one fully, right? I don't want to sound I, like I'm I cutting in so. here. All right. Yeah. Will everyone be able to use active dodging via Wasad? Wasad! Or those of us who know, is the WASD movement. Or will that be an ability-linked skill by Ken Tweddle? Everyone with enough stamina will be able to use it. It is linked to movement and is not an ability you slot on your bar, though certain passive abilities may augment it. Thoughts, gentlemen? Nifty. Good thought, Dave. Thank you. Hey, dodging's for everyone. All right. I like it. Simple enough. Uh, next question. I have always been a high-tiered competitive player, so the inaccuracies of the player versus... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I make him read more. Uh, high-tiered competitive player, so the (laughs) intricacies... I'm gonna cry now. (laughs) Intricacies of the player versus player combat interaction is what interests me the most. From the perspective of one player fighting another, where would you say the skill cap evidences itself i.e. what part of the combat system will we use to distinguish ourselves and surpass opponents in combat by Martin Shalazlin (laughs) 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 alright there is a huge amount of skill in what you have in how you have built your character Uh, one abilities what abilities you have on your shortcut bar Two, what consumables you have at your disposal. Three, how you allocated your health, magic, and stamina points. Four, what armor and weapons you're using. Five, where you place your skill points. Once you're in combat, the big skill differentiators are... One, using your spells at the right time so you don't waste magicka. Two, dodging or blocking at the right moment so you make your opponent waste his magicka. 
3. Coordinating your health and crowd control with your teammates. 4. Fighting near cover. 5. Recognizing when you need to swap to your alternate weapon. 6. Using area denial spells to defend choke points and break up formations. Oh my. Oh yes. That I wow. love that. Yeah. That's like freaking spell cancellations. Oh, you'll you're gonna love that scene in action. <laughs> I actually really love the fighting near cover part. Yeah. Um, and more. A small coordinated group can def- can definitely take down a larger group with the right tactics, character builds, and execution. This oh, no. is definitely like Gears of War. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Spartan Get behind cover! You have the torque bow! Watch out for the boomer! Yes, dude, I am so ready for this. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Boomers are awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I I I like I like this. The more the more thought I have to put into my fight, uh, the happier I am. The more rewarding you feel at the end of it. Exactly. Exactly. Using area denial spells to defend choke points. Imagine putting a huge bleeping lightning rune on the ground in a valley saying, yeah, they had to come this way. Guess what? <laughs> I can just, yeah, exactly that, Lou. That's exactly what's going to happen. Picturing an ambush? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sexy. Uh, so much good stuff in all this. Uh, Shank, Dave? I mean, dude, this, this, uh, the last sentence just encapsulated everything. You know, with the right tactics character builds and execution so there is i mean there's seriously focusing on teamwork and you know actually injecting some i don't know intelligence into battle and not just you know smashing your your skill buttons constantly and like clicking your mouse and stuff like you actually need to think about your actions and coordinate and i mean what would you do in a regular battle like you don't just go in there and just like charge aimlessly, right? Like you have to use tactics Wait, and intelligence. Well, maybe you do, Dave. But you know. yeah, <laughs> if, if, I, if I can just interject for a moment, the uh, the chat room is asking crispy, and the chat room is asking, "What's an area denial spell?" Um, honestly, I, I don't know if if anyone here can really 100 percent accurately attest to what they mean by that. But what it means to me, what I get the feeling I get out of this is, you're in a corridor. They're just these guys are just freaking hurling fireballs at you. And there's a mage that's like, you know what, bro, let me just throw up this, uh, fireball stopping, um, spell right here on the floor. And then the fireballs hit this, this area where the spell is. And it just either hits it like, um, yeah. Like a shield. Another way of putting it, Ivan, I think is like having, it's, this is probably not in the game, but as, as a, as a, as a kind of example, Say you have a large group going through a valley, and you're about four people on the sides waiting for it. A mage drums down, casts a wall in between the valley, blocking them where they're at, so they cannot get to the next area. Yeah. I mean, it's the simplest way I can think of it. Yeah. Or even like a, uh, a rune on the ground that just paralyzes anyone who walks through it. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. kind of like creating a choke point. Mmm, choke points. Gross. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts, guys? Oh, I can't wait to see it in action. It'll be fun. You will. And that's the beauty of it all. You will. 
how will the bow and arrow system work? Ooh, my question. Will it just be auto-aim and auto-shoot kind of thing, or what? By Gabriel Barra. Like any of our combat, you must aim at your target to hit them. Bows will have a charged attack, meaning they hit harder if you hold down the left mouse button longer. I.e., this is just like Skyrim. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, thank god. That's awesome. That is That's, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I think me and Lou both high fight on that one. I That's right. <laughs> and Shank. <laughs> Again, this, iso- this, this this illustrates the fact that it's a free aim system for combat, which I think is exactly. perfect. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that answers everything right there. No discussion needed. It's beautiful. Beautiful. You stated that any class can use any weapon, but will different weapons have different abilities? For example, I plan to be, healing, to be a healing Templar character. Will I have the same healing abilities with a great sword than with my staff? I'm not even pronouncing this name. <laughs> I like the fact that he's got he's to put a slash in here. <laughs> yeah, it's ZBW. That's all I'm saying. All right. And yes, each weapon has a unique set of abilities that can be unlocked as your skill increases. For example, if you become an expert with Restoration Staff, you can use the ability Grand Healing. If you equip your greatsword, you would not be able to use this, that ability. Your Templar healing spell, however, can be used regardless of what type of weapon you have equipped. Finally, you can equip a backup weapon and swap between the two in combat. So, you can have one loadout with a restoration staff and healing abilities, then swap to mid-combat to a greatsword with damage abilities. Oh, okay, I made a mistake in the chat room then, because I remember early on they're saying you weren't able to swap outside of combat or in combat this is different yeah you can it says right here then swap mid combat to a great sword with damage abilities that's sexy that is sexy that's deliciously sexy i want to roll my face in this awkward and motorboat it oh my god virtual creepy that's all i'm saying <laughs> okay, guys, now that we've uh, done all of this, final thoughts on this amazing questionnaire here. I, I think I think this is a lot of information in between the lines. If you really read every question and every answer and you, you think about what's being said here, I think there's a tremendous amount of information they're giving without actually overtly stating what's going on. Just just the, the simple idea of having... Um, they haven't said anything about mages. And in this questionnaire alone, they said, basically, um, you know, you're, there can be a mage wearing heavy armor and, and uh, casting a, a spell for a pet and have that be viable as a tank. That's huge. That's absolutely massive. So I think this is an extremely important questionnaire um, for those of you out there that that you know haven't read it. You know I would definitely I would definitely read this. Anyone else? All right, it's time to move on with the rest of the show. Uh, Dave, you're gonna say something? Motorboating. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Uh, Evarwin. Yes. Did you get? 
Any chance to do any kind of gaming this week, buddy? That sigh is not a good sign. Oh, my computer, bro. Virtually patting you on the back. It's okay. Oh, God. I, I, I've i been going through the shakes and Skyrim withdrawals. <laughs> what what kills me about this is, is that I had, like, a level 9 paladin in Oblivion. He just started feeling like a paladin. And then my computer takes the dump of dumps. And now I've lost everything. I have... I have nothing. I don't. I, bear, I don't even have an operating system because the technician. By the way, I brought my computer out to a technician. Um, is formatted both of my hard drives, reinstalled the operating system, and is now getting blue screens from just the operating system. That means uh, probably a RAM burnout. Mm-hmm. That's what he was saying. Um, I, I, I got to call him back. I haven't. I haven't spoken to him today. The guy's name that's, is Avery. Great guy. That's not fun because. Probably could be also a memory board or a motherboard issue. And he said that too. It's a brand new motherboard. Usually, though, motherboards don't BSOD. If a motherboard has a failure, it's it's a one-way failure. It's either dead, right, or not dead. Yeah. Um, BSODs uh, are usually. Con- I'm sorry. He was he was getting error codes that suggested that the third module inside, you know, the the RAM was was the issue, and mm-hmm. and I. I sort of feel like that is probably it because um, I've replaced everything else inside the computer. Everything. The chipset, the motherboard, uh, the power supply. Have Um, you upgraded the side reader? The side reader? No, the side reader. It's connected to the uh, upper flop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand anything you guys are saying. The east and west bridge. No one yeah. understands what a side reader or an upper flop is. <laughs> that's because I just made it up. About he made five it up. Ago. That's why. <laughs> so, so to answer your question, um, Joe, my my gameplay for this week has been has been on the Xbox 360, and and thank God for it, because without it, I would I would um, be chewing on my toes and using uh, Tolent as my my uh, exploration character in uh, the rug <laughs> I deemed Skyrim. I could just see you running out of your house in a uh, horn-rimmed helmet, yeah. screaming with nothing but underwear on and holding a sword. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, it's better than Skyrim because it's actual reality. This, the <laughs> oh graphics God. are beautiful because they're real. Arwen <laughs> is LARPing. Check Who's it out. Rondo? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Skyrim isn't real? <laughs> you know, it's bad when you're hoping for snow. This way, you can step outside and be like, "Ah." <laughs> I gotta say, the aliasing in real life sucks, man. There's yeah, man, I everywhere. Real life soundtrack. Although, um, I wouldn't recommend uh, pickpocketing in such a situation. Nah, nah. Get, you go, you go to jail. <laughs> so, uh, what did you do on your Xbox? I, I had, I had this character that I was creating. Um, he was a uh, Khajiit mage type with um, I was making a, a sneaky mage out of the Khajiit with a, one spell in one hand and a shield in the other. That got really frustrating after a while and I dumped it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I guess it's time to move on then? So that was just annoying. And then I, I went back to my traditional type of, of character uh, to, a, to a paladin build 
because I just wanted to play the game and have fun at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's what I went back to. And instead of using a, a Nord for for my, my character, I used a Breton. Um, not the best looking uh, of Arwen I've ever made, but uh, certainly the, one of the more useful ones. He, you know, the, the Breton abilities of, of being able to utilize magic effectively um, as well as, as uh, melee combat really, really works as far as paladins are concerned. Um, I think I, I got him up to you know, it was, it's still a low level it's like 15 or something but uh, you know just that's basically it you know I mean uh, I haven't accessed any of the add-ons I'm just sort of you know derping around in the game just getting my Skyrim fix and that's it and I, I've got nothing to report other than I miss my computer I know buddy I know <laughs> I want it back I want it back <laughs> Yvarwin's been very grumpy the last week and a half and I understand completely not fair. I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, uh, by the grace of God, I will. I will get my computer back uh, by the next show. But you know, I still have the the arduous task of you know reinstalling all of these games from Steam. Thank God, thank God they're you know in, saved in the cloud. Um, but but all of my game saves are gone. And then I got to get- rebuild from the ground up. And then you'll get my sweet ENB files that you'll just yeah. put on. <laughs> the thing is, is that um, when I did rebuild the computer, I'm putting in some some unbelievable stuff in there. You know, I've got this this uh, I've got the Maximus Five um, Asus motherboard in there, uh, a uh, Nvidia GTX uh, 680 is going in there, uh, Core i7 with like I think 3.5 gigahertz power. Uh, 32 uh, gigs of, of RAM. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to go to a solid state hard drive. I'm taking the, I had two hard drives. I'm taking one out. I'm going to have a solid state. I'm going to put probably Windows uh, Windows 7 in there. Plus, um, I'll have my terabyte hard drive as well. So, I mean, when I do get it back, it's going to be worth nice it. Sexy. But it's just getting to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim on Ultra. But do you think it'll be able to play Crisis? Yeah. Oh, damn it, Dave, I was just gonna... <laughs> Shadow hide you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys, we have an email in from Stu, and I want to let Shank read this one. Okay, hold on. Let me... Uh, where's Stu's email? Is that the second one? Okay, cool. Here we go. Can I do a voice? <laughs> yeah, why not? Read, read the PS. Yes, okay. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, fellas. Great <laughs> podcast and critical for making my week worth living. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a question about the 1.9 patch. I have been discussing the legendary leveling idea with the others, and I've heard it compared on several occasions to prestige leveling in other games. I talked about that last week, I think. Yeah, I did. Aha. I am having a hard time understanding why I would want to do this. Am I giving up my hard-earned perks for the advantage of being able to start over leveling? Maybe I'm not getting the concept. Yeah, I couldn't get it either, dude. Admittedly, my gaming history has been pretty narrow recently, and and I have not had a ton of exposure to this type of thing in other games. With the possible exception of the prestige option in the Mass Effect multiplayer. The main thing I'm questioning is the need that this leveling change satisfies. Is it for those who want to continue playing the same character, even after the leveling slows and stops at 81? 
<laughs> if, if that's the case, it seems like this is a change that is out of alignment with the need. Most people I talk to like to create new characters, to try new ways of playing the game, or to experience different perspectives on the quest lines. Of course, this is anecdotal evidence, but it just seems like rather big change for what it seems like a narrow audience. Sweetie, you're just using big words like anecdotal. I don't understand that. <laughs> my, my feeling is that much of the essence of who a character is are the skills you level and perks you choose. Removing perks and setting levels to zero is just like creating a new character with the same name, isn't it? Naturally, no. yeah, I'm sorry. Think, yeah. Naturally, I'm speaking from my own perspective, but I'm typically ready to start something new once I hit levels 50 to 60. I am interested in hearing your thoughts on the issue. What do you think of it? How would you use it? Would you use it? Please let me know if I have this wrong. I am an RP nerd, so my opinion might be slanted a bit. Thanks again for the great show. Regards, Stu, the Couch Warrior. P.S. If you read this in an episode, I would challenge Shank to read this as a nerdy Janine. Is that even possible? No. <laughs> Ask and ye shall receive. Oh my god. Uh, I actually played around with this before mine took a dump. Do uh, you want me to, to give a hint as to how this works? Why not? Alright. Um, basically, this is for... If you're really good at, let's say, you are the best sneaker in the world. You are such a sneaky sneakerton that you have sneakers named after you. Okay? You're not even done like Michael with Michael Jordan? Sure, whatever. Anyway, nice. you are so good at sneaking that you hit a hundred sneak ridiculously early in the game. And then you're like, oh wow, that's awesome. So, but I messed up on my points when I was setting up my sneak points. Well, now that you've hit 100, you get to reset that and get those points that you put in back. They're returned to you. They don't disappear. They're they're put, given back to you, and your your sneak is set back so that you can start over again. You can gain more, and and you can uh, let's see what am I think doing here? You can. Get your points back. If you've misappropriated them, go back through it, put them in perfect. Now, at the same time, you're gaining more experience toward your level. That means that you'll be able to hit higher levels with the classes that you like to play faster. Meaning, God, I love playing this game, but I don't really care for magic. Well, you can go over and over again doing the uh, armor perks doing the weapons perks, doing the sneak perks, and you can get you can gain levels doing great things that way. It, let's say, hypothetically, you're like uh, Joe, and you really love doing uh, magics. H Joe, how high is your uh, conjuration right now? Uh, 100. There you go. Let's say you wanted to, to keep doing conjuration. You can reset that, get all your points back, Go through it. You've already learned all your crazy spells. You can just shoot through it. Yeah, basically what it allows you to do is continue to effectively level beyond like, you know, 40 or 50 where it gets difficult to, to get those levels um, and continue to engage in the play style that you find uh, most, most engaging. All right. Uh, for, for, you know, heavy armor wearers, you, you max out to 100 very quickly. 
Um, you're already level 50. You know, uh, leveling now slows down because you know you're you're uh, trying to find other skills to use that you find fun in order to increase your your level. Um, if you reset heavy armor back down to level 15, you get to level 51 and 52, etc., etc., um, faster because you're re-leveling that heavy armor skill that you're you're so good at leveling in the first place. Another yeah. great thing to go along with this is if you have something that you abhor, like let's say you hate pickpocketing, but you're gonna do it anyway. You know, just because you you've put work into it, you've played a long time. You can now get pickpocketing up to max or up to a hundred, reset it, get all your points back and spend them somewhere else. Yeah, it's just a way of it's kinda like a redo button. And like we said last week, also in your higher levels when it becomes a lot more difficult to level up, like in your 70s, for instance, and you're used to playing a certain play style, you can reset them and regain those XP for the way you're already playing without having to redo how you play. That sounded better in my head. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I think it sounded just fine, Joe. I think it sounded just fine, too. Yeah, it's very well stated. (laughs) All right, guys. Um... Before we get into, eh, you know what? I want to hear another, another gameplay. And since we got two more failures this week, <laughs> AA Dave and Shank, um, let's go to Lou. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for me to pick up the slack. Wow, you guys are in for such disappointment. Anyway, <laughs> last night I was just perusing through the old Steam Workshop and I found a new mod, which I am going to try it later on this weekend. It's called the Witchplate Armor mod. It's by Telthalion. However, here's a catch to it. Um, Telthalion is no longer supporting it. However, he has given permission on Skyrim Nexus for anyone else to pick it up and just use it. So right now it's being maintained by someone named uh, Wartenald on Skyrim Nexus, and it's also the Steam Workshop. Now what this is, it's really cool since I'm you know, really into my battle mage right now. It's a light armor plate-looking set. Oh, but it's tailored specifically for the bat- the typical, I guess, uh, fantasy-looking or heavy metal-type battle mage that we've seen in the past. In other mm. games, other MMOs, other magazines, books, what have you. Right. Lots of cleavage, lots of midriffs and butt no, cheek. No, no, yeah. And this is what's got <laughs> The good stuff, stuff right? Actually, um, more like, yeah, it, I kind of, it is a midriff. However, you know, it's a, think of it as a short male, short uh, plate. Uh, banded male type look for the skirt for a female. Mm-hmm. Okay, with uh, metal boots. All right, it's got also it has the dragon runes on the cloth leather parts of it. No, oh. so especially on the cuffs, uh, for the hood, on the shoulders, and on parts of the gloves and bracers. Yeah, you're going to see um, these runes start to pick up and glow as the light fades in the game. So if you're playing out at night, those gloons will glow in the dark. You know, if you're playing in the daytime, they just fade away. And no, I, I don't think it gives you away. I haven't tried it out yet, but I don't know if those <laughs> the enemies can see the light or the glow. But apparently, I hope I would hope not. Since I kind of ruined the purpose of using the armor. It's like, hey, I, I I see these little letters in the darkness over there. What is that? And gets shot at. But yeah, I've been trying it out, and I'm going to hopefully enchant the set later on this weekend and check it out. See how it plays with the overall look of my battle mage. Got cool. her up to, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, there's also one I was going to recommend to Shank and 
Joe as well, but that's later on. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, I got my mage up to 23 so far, and nice. I cannot. Yeah, I can't believe how much faster I'm leveling this character than on my assassin main. Yeah, we can't believe it either. Like 23 yeah. is probably the highest you've gone so far, right? <laughs> I mean, I started this character less than three weeks ago, and she's already level 23. It took me over several months to get my main up to level 30. Yeah, we remember that. <laughs> so, yep. This is awesome. insane. Uh, and destruction. Oh, my God. Yeah, leveling pretty quickly is a skill. Right after 72. Nice. Just picked up this integration perk last night. Oh my god, yes. Is that mm-hmm. awesome or what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, chasm. nothing beats seeing a Draugr Overlord or a Draugr White just disintegrate into ashes. <laughs> After getting double barrel fists, chain lightning in them. It's like, yes! This is for all the weeks and months I've been tortured by you jerks on my other characters. <laughs> you can't even touch me now, can you? Uh, it's, things like that that gave me such a thrill satisfaction playing this game like, yes stood up and said I hate you but I got you this time Lou's like and now young Draugr you will die <laughs> I, I did do that first that happened I actually did go power but the bane of my existence right now is my enchanting is still stuck at 50. Because every time I fight, I just keep forgetting. I get so immersed in the battle, I, I don't cast Soul Trap. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's what's second. Just go, you know what? Let me, let me hit the list. That's All right, why Soul you Trap. Do it before fine. the fight, Lou. <laughs> you know, I just jump in there now, I mean, and just start zapping away. Fair enough. But yeah, I should really just discipline myself to just do that. Screw it. But yeah, most times. Get, get rid of all of them, just. Incinerate them all. <laughs> exactly. I mean, now that I'm at the point where I, actually, I can't do that within re- under a minute, in less time it takes the soul trap to wear off, yeah, I'll, two or three targets will go down. And I have all these gems, but they're all empty. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, I have to do it again. That's delicious. Yeah, I, I mean, at some point, you know, I, uh, during my gameplay, I was like, you know what, maybe I should just enchant a weapon just so I just not forget this time, but don't even do that either. <laughs> about doing that as well one thing i do love though is the other thing i've had it for the longest time but never really used it and employed it effectively ice storm i love how this skill how this spell just bypasses iron grates iron gates the fences that you can drop down in dungeons and caves that come out really it will, yeah it will still hit the target behind it oh man that's awesome i i've been literally using it. if i see there are like more targets than me and lydia can handle you know, I'll just put her in wait mode, drop a lightning, you know, drop a rune somewhere in the in the corridor, fire off a spell just to attract their attention, run like a little scared pansy back to the gate. <laughs> I'll drop the gate and just fire off ice storm and just see them get hit. I'm like this is amazing. That's pretty I awesome. Like, I like this tactic. Yeah, that's a great tactic. Talk about talk about uh, using your environment to uh, naturally crowd control, funnel, and then and you know, dominate. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Lou. I'm I'm still shocked that you're using Lydia. Well, at this point, I, I don't have any of the house Carls because I'm still only a house uh, Thane of Whiterun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't done any of the uh, any of the Thane quests for like you know Mark or those places. Mm-hmm. 
you know, my, my quest journal is like five pages long now. I keep <laughs> Help people of Riften. Yeah, two out of three. Help people Lydia's, of Star, two out of three. <laughs> Lydia's awesome. I love Lydia. Jenny Jenny loves Lydia, too. She uh, she was... Wow. Wow. Y'all are the worst kind of people. Are you kidding me? The awesomest kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> However, as McMenta pointed out in chat... Actually, I have been using Lydia, and I did upgrade a lot of our armor and weapons. I've actually been mixing it up between whatever ebony armor drops in game and weapons, along with the uh, uh, Dwemer armor. So right now, she's got a Dwemer chest plate, ebony boots, ebony gloves, uh, ebony axe, and a uh, dwarven, he- yeah, dwarven shield. Sort of mixed and matched there. Yeah, yeah, for now. So I got a set. Yeah, yeah, she's like a t- total skittle. At the moment. <laughs> oh my god. So you haven't even taken her to Fifth Avenue yet? That's just, oh my goodness. Sax, baby. Go to Sax. Oh, Sax Fifth. Oh, totally. That's just so, oh my goodness. Eddie Bauer, run. <laughs> American Outfitters for Skyrim. Things just keep getting better. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Damn you, Shank. <laughs> Damn it, Shank. I also just picked up the this guild initial quest and Dark Brother quest lines. <laughs> I mean, I was all set too when I started the Dark Brother quest. I was all set. I had Asher to my sights. I was about to fire it off and realized, wait a minute, there's a mage in the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, there is. You know what? If he can do it, let, let me try it with this character too, and see if I can actually do well in, that, in those storylines, those quests as an assassin mage. Just to check it out. You gotta do one thing for me, Dave or Lou. Well, what's that? You have to explain in detail how you killed the kind. Oh, oh, her. Mm-hmm. Greylog. Greylog the kind. Yes, with her. Actually, believe it or not, I've been investing a lot of my sneaking skill because out of habit, I always just sneak around everywhere I go. So I've been getting the <laughs> inadvertent, you know, sneak increased <laughs> to twenty-three. To 34. Yeah, now I think it's at 48 at the moment on a mage. <laughs> hmm. And I actually just picked the lock at night into the orphanage. And I waited. And I just doubles after. And nice. just ran out. <laughs> right. And ran out. I, I totally left Lydia outside. It's like, I don't want to even want you in here. <laughs> don't even bother. Yeah, just I left slaughtering her, kids. Yeah, I left her by the bean bar. i hey, you know what? Wait outside the, wait outside the pub. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, fried grelod. You know, had the assistant screaming, "Hey!" Uh, all right, all right, all right. You know what? Just, if you don't stop, I'll. Oh, I wish there was a way to kill you too. I'll just tell Dark Brother, "Yeah, I did this one for free." Yeah, this, this one's on me. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I killed her. I just double, uh, double fireballed her. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that was a mess because I was killing myself too. I didn't realize how close I was. To the wall, and I let both go, both hands go. It's like, oh, this is going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah, <laughs> he brought my health down to like a third to what it is. I'm like, oh, ooh. okay, note to self. But hey, if it's dead, it's a win. Yes, more distance next time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and now, yeah, like I said, I was all sex. I don't think I had. Is that an achievement if you take on the Dark Brotherhood? You, uh, go out to destroy them as opposed to joining them. Oh, did I once? believe so. It might yeah, be. I don't remember. Oh well, you know what? That's for the next alt. 
they get to get that achievement. But I noticed, though, through all this gameplay that I have yet to completely finish all of the Mage College storylines. You know, where I become the Archmage, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe I should just go back and finish or, you know, complete what I can now since I'm only 23, and I have a nasty feeling that since I haven't done the, uh, the Mage College to its fullest, that there are going to be some quests that are probably going to be up there in the 30s and 40s, and I'm going to be beat up <laughs> like a training dummy if I start them now. And you guys are okay. helping me, so there probably are stuff. There probably is content like that waiting for me <laughs> that I haven't finished yet. But I also did want to shout out to to Crispy Crackers. Thanks to her, one of my you know, missions in game is to find the Sanguine Rose. I have to add that to my collection now. Absolutely have to get it. I've gotten that once in all my playthroughs. I had that once on my other assassin character that I had to delete because the files are so bad. But I, yeah, I cried. Um, but all I have now is the Wabajack, Zura Star. I did start Dawnbreaker, but I'm afraid to go in there because, you know, the undead will probably kick my butt right now. So, Sanguine Rose is next. Gotta get it. Yeah, you're level 23, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm hoping that, yeah, you know, people are asking, what about the Wabajack? I got it. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have used it. And sometimes when I'm really frustrated in the fight, I'll, you know, when I'm loading my save file again because I died, I'll just whip it out and go, you know what? Forget this. I'm just... All right, Shogaroth, help me out here. <laughs> Fire off that staff and kill something. All right, Lou. Anything else you want to mention before we move on? Yeah, real-life note. Still waiting my damn pass for PAX East. <laughs> Rumble. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lou. I'm probably going to get mine on Monday, like I said. Lou, Lou, Lou. Probably should have mentioned our, our uh, one of our headlines here before we let that cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I was in there in, in, Sky, in Skype. Lou, don't mention it. Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, speaking of which, ESO at PAX East, Ivarwin. Yeah, uh, Friday, March 8th, Zoss announces they will be at Boston's PAX East, the gaming event that will be held this year. Uh, from March 22nd to Sunday, March 24th, will take place in Boston, Massachusetts, has been growing tremendously in popularity and importance to the gaming industry, and Zoss and Bethesda are going to utilize this opportunity to break the long winter silence on some of the new and exciting updates regarding this year's most anticipated MMO, Elder Scrolls Online. Here's what Zoss has to say about their appearance at the convention. Kicking off this year's convention season, the Elder Scrolls Online team will be at PAX East in Boston, Massachusetts. Visit the Bethesda booth at PAX East to chat with members of the dev team, play the Elder Scrolls Online, and get your hands on some unique ESO items. From Friday, March 22nd through Sunday, the 24th, we'll be giving you a chance to play the Elder Scrolls Online at the Bethesda booth number 912. Visitors to our booth will also have the opportunity to talk with members of the Elder Scrolls Online dev team and pick up some show-exclusive ESO items, including a free Arobos t-shirt and three purchasable Alliance t-shirts. As we get closer to the show, we'll be sharing more details about our plans for PAX East. Stay tuned. Hope to see you there. But guess what? We're going to be there too, guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's right. If you have your passes for PAX East, you may just run into your fellow nerds, Joe Wilson, Avarwin, Louis Olan, and Dave D'Enforce Adams as we Wait, walk what? the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave, you're going. Uh, <laughs> Remember, Dave, we're sharing the hotel room to snuggle? As uh, as we walk the floor of PAX East, gathering all the news and info we can handle, and more from Zoss and Bethesda. So come say hi to us starting early Saturday morning and continuing into late Sunday night. The Elder Scrolls off-the-record team will be at PAX East. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm getting me one of those. I'm getting me uh, an Alliance t-shirt. I'm getting them all. <laughs> it was like, I'm getting all three, dang it. No, I don't care. But yeah, uh, I, a lanyard. I can't tell you how excited I am knowing that in a week and a half, I'm going to be playing Elder Scrolls Online again. Yeah. Aww. Looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, what's what's great is we had we had Shank out in Texas uh, covering Maluka's event uh, with Elder Scrolls. On, well, it's actually Elder Scrolls Online event with Maluka. <laughs> Yeah. And now, uh, and now the the rest of us are going to be out up in Boston uh, with with the uh, Elder Scrolls off the record guys, uh, Elder Scrolls Online guys, <laughs> covering Pax East. <laughs> oh, you know what's great about this too? We were I talked about this the other day is the fact that we'll be playing it on game on rigs that can play this game. Yeah, on oh, Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> on Ultra. That's right. So for some of you out there that are fans of the show and have your, your tickets to PAX East, you know, uh, we're, we'll be out there on the floor. Um, you know, I mean, come come say hi. We're, we're eager to meet you guys. We're uh, eager to uh, cover the event. You know, there's going to be a lot going on, but uh, we're going to be very busy. But, you know, we're, we'll definitely take time out to uh, shake your hand and, and thank you for all the tremendous support you've given us. Exactly. All righty. Do you see my question in Skype, Terry Barwin? Yeah, um, sure, sure. Uh, the the other thing too is that there, Z- uh, Zenimax Online is is allowing, um, I think, certain media outlets to to have a uh, an extended play session. So the thing is, is when you go when you go to these conventions, they they give you maybe about you know fifteen twenty minutes to a half hour of of game time. Um, we were granted the the wonderful opportunity to be involved in in a um, extended play session. So if if you guys who are going to PAX East jump into you know booth nine twelve, and you have a chance to actually play the game, um, there's some features that you may not have have a chance to unlock. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and and you know push that a bit further and get a little bit more out of our gameplay um, and spend some time trying to trying to get that, that information for you. So if you happen to miss it, we should be able to cover it and because uh, we're going to be involved in that extended gameplay. Exactly. Um, yeah, tune in for episode number 61 yeah. on the 28th. We're going to be going all over it. And uh, maybe even a special episode prior to that. We'll see. Uh, we're yeah. still working on those details. Also, um, you know, the, the news guys are, are definitely going to be, you know, covering this during the weekend. We're going to be talking with them regularly, trying to get them to, uh, you know, post t- as timely as possible information on, on our website. So definitely check com. We've got a brand new style, by the way, brand new website. You, you're going to love it. It's very, uh, all of our information is just right there accessible at the fingertips instead of having to just scroll 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 down to access our content it's going to be all right there 
Alright, uh, Shank, since um, we brought up the whole Maluka event, we want to tell everybody about that? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Okay, yeah, you're going to anyway. <laughs> you selfish... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you guys, this was so sick. Like, on a scale that I've never really experienced before. So, um, if you guys haven't gotten a chance to... Uh, check out our website our brand new spanking website as varwin just mentioned i did a write-up yeah i did a yeah write-up on this about uh, maluka plus the elder scrolls online food truck um they're actually going on a tour and the first stop was in austin uh for something called south by southwest so uh, what it is it's basically a massive like month-long festival for games music pretty like any any entertainment basically and it's amazing fortunately Maluka was invited to come down to the Austin leg. And, of course, me living in Austin, I was like, I am going downtown and going to go see Maluka because nothing is going to keep me away from that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I went down there and it was, it was fantastic. I mean, it was, it was just awesome because the first thing I saw, I walked, uh, you know, got, got to the, uh, the, the, the street, the intersection where, uh, you know, they were playing, they had their stage set up, they had the food truck and like all these guys in ESO t-shirts and, how's, oh wait, how's the food truck? dude, the food truck was sick. It was, man, I did, I posted, I don't know how many pictures I posted up on the article, but pro, uh, a lot, I think, but, uh, the food truck was epic. It was basically this, um, it was a pretty decently sized food truck, and like one one of the uh, truck uh, had like you know the windows with the the food uh, with like the kitchen stuff in there, so they could actually cook it. And the other part of the truck was kind of laid perpendicular to it, and it had this amazing, massive. I don't even know if it's called like a vinyl or like painting or, or concept. I don't know what it was, but it was just this large art piece of uh if you've seen the alliance cinematic cgi trailer it had those three heroes just looking like huge bamps just on the side of this truck <laughs> quick hand shank the bfg to go with the bamps <laughs> i'm actually looking at the uh the picture right now um guys go to go to elder scrolls off the record.com all right check uh check out beluka and eso food truck at austin it's it's shanks unbelievable coverage on this event He's got beautiful pictures up here. We've got our own slider of pictures inside the actual article. Um, and the the Banff-like photo that uh, <laughs> he's referring to is here on the, on the article. Yeah, and uh, for you guys who are uh, fortunate enough to join us for the live stream, I just linked you guys in the uh, article uh, and in the chat room to the article so you guys can look in there and check it out. But um, – yeah, so, I mean, I walked up there, and I see a bunch of guys in ESO shirts, and, wait, who is that I see kind of strolling around on the stage? Is that, yes, it's Maluka! So, I called out to her, like, a prepubescent young girl. I was like, oh my god, Maluka, nah! <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and she kind of, she sort of looked just- at me. Throwing his underwear up on the stage. Oh, you beat me to it, man. He's about to say that. He's probably throwing his underwear. But look at here. It's, it's not unusual to be loved by. <laughs> and then she kind of looked around, and I could see her, like, you, I almost thought she was going to, like, you know, grab her phone and call the police. But. <laughs> I would have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I was like, I instantly followed that my crazed uh, yell with, "Hey, it's Shank from Elder Scrolls Off the Record," and she was like, "Oh my then god!" She put down her taser. She put down her taser, <laughs> and you know, called off the attack dogs. And she was like, "Oh my god, how nice! So nice to meet you!" And she just brought me into this like hug, and she is the sweetest person you'll ever meet, man. Like, I, it was like as if we were friends for a long, long time. That's how I felt when I first met her. And she is just so unbelievably nice. And you know, we just kind of chit chatted for a little bit. I was just saying, you know, we at the network were huge fans of you, and you know, we love all your music and how you know how much you done for the community and how you've kind of like fostered it and she was kind of saying the same stuff you know like we i love your show you know i i can't believe like i was so great um you know grateful for this opportunity to come out and sing with the truck and um yeah so we just kind of hit it off as like you know just two fans of elder scrolls which is so you know awesome to see and then who else do i run into ivarwin and guys just oh you know no one special just joe burba the director of social media and community Oh, at yeah. Zoss. And he actually looked like he was happy to see you. Yeah, he was stoked. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't even have a taser, which I was shocked. I know. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's up, bro? And he was like, dude, what's going on? And he, I was like, hey, man, we know we're huge fans of you. And this is like pretty much a direct quote. He's like, we're huge fans of you. Wow. Yeah. What, what drug did you slip him to say that? <laughs> No, I was actually carrying around some Jolly Ranchers. That'll do it. Yeah. Dude, I will be huge fans of anyone who gives me Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Especially the water. Oh, the watermelons are so Watermelon, oh my, god. oh my god. I would be I would go to a Justin Bieber concert if he gave me watermelon Jolly Ranchers. You know, we would uh I think I'm have to bring some Jolly Ranchers to Pax East so I can, you know, distract Dave away from everything else. That's a good idea. <laughs> Over here, Dave. Here, boy. Ooh, there are so many things coming out at PAX East, you're going to be hard-pressed to get me anywhere. Okay. I'm going to be at the SO thing, and I'm going to be at the... Blizzard said they're announcing a new game. There's all this new crazy crap coming out. I'm going to be like... <clears throat> you're, you know those really, really creepy guys at conventions who have, like, a 15 million lanyards hats mm-hmm. on top yeah. of hats? They're wearing 17 shirts. Yeah. They have a shirt, like, wrapped around their leg because they couldn't carry enough in their arms. Mm-hmm. While they're playing a game, yeah, yeah, that guy wishes he could be me. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad this is on air because I just, uh, for the record, for the record, I'm telling you, if you do anything else regarding anything else other than Zenimax Online Studios or Bethesda or Elder Scrolls Online, I will cut a pigtail off and choke you into submission. They're just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually being like I just cried a little bit. <laughs> I was just hoping for the shutter down your spine. That's all I needed. <laughs> oh, I can't stop crying. <laughs> well, Shank, the uh, awesome video that you took, I want to thank you very much for taking that video. Oh, yeah, dude. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just, uh, th- okay, that's that's like the best part. So, you know, I was talking to Joe Berba, and I was asking him, you know, why did you why did you put together this awesome tour? Because, I mean, it's it's a great, it's, it's, it's so cool that you guys are just doing this. And he said, yeah, you know, we, we're doing this for the fans. We want you not to have direct engagement and reach out to the fans and inviting Maluka along was just, it was a no brainer because she's such an integral part of the elder schools community that it just makes perfect sense. You know, like why, of course, you know, of course you'd invite Maluka along for something like this. It's just something, it's just something you do. So, and 
I got the menu, and for those of you in the chat, um, the article has the menu in there. It's pretty awesome. Um, I loved the. I mean, it it was awesome. I got the grilled cheese with the uh, the. Uh, Can we pesto. kick him now? Like he's talking about getting free food that we didn't get. Can we kick him? <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to the 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 pressed eater melt? Yes, the pressed eider melt, and I got the Emperor's Garden sauce with a side of alocasia fruit juice, and uh, it was it was absolutely delicious, greasy no, but so good. No tangy nern root. They actually ran out. I kid you not, <laughs> because everyone down south loves pickles for some gross reason. Dude, I love pickles. Pickles you're are awesome. The, what are you talking you about, man? You're, you're from you guys are from the south. Go away. Freaking tiny Direct all hate mail towards Shank. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, I I laughed tears of joy until snot came flowing out of my face at your uh, at your Elder Scrolls online picture here. The the epic stance that you're doing. Oh yes. So they had a they had a green screen. Okay. So they had this epic green screen in the back, uh, in like behind one of the food trucks, where it had this. Uh, they would you know superimpose this battle scene from Elder Scrolls Online, and you would kind of stand in front of the green screen, and they would take a picture. So me being the baller I am, I was like, dude, I'm gonna totally pose and be a huge bamf, and I just I had just puffed out my chest, and I was like, yo, what's good? <laughs> what's good? <laughs> And they captured my likeness, and it is on the internet for everyone to see. And I just, I'm, I look pretty awesome if I say so myself. And then, of course, um, uh, Kara Scharf, who was uh, one of the, uh, she was one of the individuals who basically coordinated this. You know, she said, "Hey, you know, Maluka will take a picture with you if you ask her." And I said, "Oh, sweet." So I got a picture with her, and and we we just look like conquering heroes. I mean, she looks a lot better than me, but uh, I think we, we were totally heroes, you guys. And then, definitely, definitely heroic for sure. And the best part, yes, of course she sang, of course she sang, and I captured roughly fifteen, I think over fifteen minutes of it on YouTube. And guys, do yourself a favor and check this out. Okay, I posted this video when was it Sunday? I think, and yeah. it has as of right now, it has over nine thousand seven hundred views and over two hundred fifty comments. Purely because of Maluka's amazing, like, oh, God, she's awesome. She did about five or six songs. Best part, she debuted a brand new song called The Beauty of Dawn, inspired by ESO. Do yourself a favor, guys. Go to our YouTube, youtube.com slash Elder Scrolls OTR, and check it out. It should be the featured video, I believe, if you go to our channel. Yeah, it is. And it is, it's amazing. I apologize for the wind. It was a little windy, but... It's one of the, that that shows the talent of Maluka when she can sing that well in a wind tunnel. Oh yeah, it was yeah. guys. It's it's amazing. Definitely go check it out. It's uh, it's awesome. But I mean, I'd just like to conclude by saying it was just fantastic to meet Maluka, as well as you know Joe Berba. I mean, he was dude Joe Berba. That that is a he's a big wig man, and the fact that he like actually took the time to talk to me, knowing that like. You know that that he wants that sort of. You can tell these guys want engagement with their fans. Yeah, they do. It's and it's it's an honest engagement that they they absolutely want. You're right. Yeah, and I, I tried getting details out of him. Um, and what he said was, <laughs> "We have big things planned for PAX East and oh man, three. oh man, they oh, have man. top people on it." 
Yeah. So there you go, guys. I figured I'd spare you my gameplay this week because it was does, doesn't even compare to Maluka. You sure you don't want to say anything about your game time? I mean, I guess I could say that it like froze and I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> And that was pretty much it. <laughs> well, uh, big big thanks to to Shank mm-hmm. for going for recording that that awesome fifteen minute plus video of Maluka singing uh, for for turning uh, for the, the pictures and the article you wrote. You know, uh, just thank you so much for for doing this. It's it's just uh, it's a it's, it was a real treat. And uh, for the for your, for our fans out there. Please treat yourself. Go to go to our website. Check this out. Go to our YouTube. Check out the uh, the the video. Um, thanks to to Joe Barba. Thanks to Maluka uh, for just making you know Shank's coverage just all that much more memorable and special. And giving him a good time. That's what yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was amazing. Like I, it's something I'm not going to soon forget. It was just incredible. And I told and Joe was like, yeah, I'm going to see the other guys. You know, in a couple weeks. So he knows you guys are coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like oh great we gotta bring out the stun guns guys they're coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right we have a uh, dev question of the week guys all right let me find which uh, website here has it oh there it is here we go hi my name's Tracy Seamster and I'm a writer designer with the Elder Scrolls Online here with this week's question of the week. When you're traveling throughout Tamriel, through any of the Elder Scrolls games, you'll find books that have an immense amount of lore about the world in which you live. What's your favorite Elder Scrolls book? What is your favorite Elder Scrolls book? And I'm going to have to point at Lou and Shank first. (laughs) Lou, you want to go first, dude? Well, I'd say all of them. That's just too easy. (laughs) Being a lore addict... From the very first arena till now, yeah, I, I'll just eat them all up. Uh, I literally, when I find a new book, especially when Skyrim first debuted, I would just sit there and read every page of every book I ever found. So yeah, I'm on a quest, and realizing, wow, I just spent the last 15 minutes reading this book. <laughs> this is what eats my game time. But yeah, I, I can't narrow it down because it's just so many. Uh, but I, I love them all, and I love the fact that for all these years, the writers. I've been doing this and putting all these books together as part of the game. So, all of them. I'll take them all. <laughs> um, I actually, because I'm a total, I, like Lou, I'm a huge Lord nerd. Um, one that comes to mind is, I believe it's called Before the Ages of Man. Uh, God, I can't remember the author. I think it's I Cantor Shimmerine or something like that. But uh, it basically uh, talks about you know, like creation and how, you know, like all the different eras before the needs, the ancient uh, man came to Tamriel. And it's just, guys, I mean, talk about detail, man. It's amazing. Do yourself a favor and read it. I I believe it's definitely in Oblivion. I believe it's in Skyrim as well, but uh, it's called The Ages of Man. Check it out. Yeah, you've got one. My favorite is The Locked Room. It's It's a skill book. When you pick it up, it gives you... Yeah. Plus to lock picking. But if you actually read it, it's it's a great great story about a 
um, pupil who was abused by their their master in uh, a lock picking class for years, years on end, just just physically and verbally abused. And the pupil was was an excellent um, uh, you know lock picker, I suppose, um, but never really recognized as as such by by his his master until far later on um when the pupil finds finds a way to uh demonstrate his skill in a macabre manner and my favorite part about this is it reads just like an edgar Allan poe book it's phenomenal (laughs) it's called the locked room that's scary what are you talking about it's creepy. It's creepy. Did, did any of you guys read this? No. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it. It's amazing. <laughs> Dave, what about you? I'm surprised none of y'all have said the Lust Yargonian Maid yet. Boo! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the entire chat room blew up with it, so... <laughs> oh, they have? I wasn't even watching. Um, no, really, the, the best book I've come across in Skyrim isn't even a lore book. The best one was actually in that quest of that, that in, in Dawnguard. There's the quest where you have to go around and collect the four different pieces of that extremely rare mineral. I can't, it's it, it's like the uh, Ethereum cores. Yeah, there's a book you get along the way that actually has maps and diagrams, mm-hmm. and you know I picked that up, and that book really made that quest whole for me. It really made that quest feel like they really put effort into it. And it's beautifully done. It, it the, It's beautifully written in a way that you could really misinterpret what they're trying to point out, but they 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 did it right. And I, I'm so happy. Someone just said in the chat, it's the ghost journal. That's what it is. It's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I'm actually, I just started that quest for the first time uh, using my, my paladin on the, on the Xbox. And I've never done that quest. Every time I found the book, I was always too high level for it to, uh, proc, but, um, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I just got into the Dwemer ruin and I met the ghost and uh, I just picked up her journal. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, uh, getting further into that quest. I'm really interested in it. It's worth doing. I have a guilty secret guys. What's that? I've never read a book in game. Oh, well, All right, you got <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, if it's, it wasn't a journal or a book related to exact story or the, the exact quest I was on, I didn't read it. I look for the uh, value. If it's over 50, I'll read it for skill points. I usually do that, but if I, if I find that I've got a little more game time slotted for that day than, than normal and I pick up a book that I happen to think, like, you know, eh, it should, could be interesting or if it grabs me a certain way, I, every time I read one of these things... I'm always pleasantly surprised. Well, saying that, though, my favorite book is The Ogma Infinium. Five-point skill up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a capitalist mentality. Good lord. I'm just kidding. You got a problem I with that? Saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From capitalism. Yeah, I, of all people, should not be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lou, you want to get our next email from Easton B? Sure thing. And... Easton B. Writes in, Hey guys, I don't know if you knew about this, but the hardest enemy in Skyrim is the Ebony Warrior. The Ebony Warrior will find you when you are a level 81. He's a Redguard who wants to see if he can take on a Dragonborn in a fight to the death. He's extremely hard and he knows who's Roda. 
He's also resistant to most elemental attacks like fire and frost. I am also wondering if you knew if ESO will be subscription-based. Keep up the good work. Easton B. <laughs> Out of blue. Oh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love this email because I never knew about the Ebony Warrior. Yeah. Yep. He actually, his quest will start at level 80. Um, you don't have to hit 81. It's level 80 that he starts. He will actually hunt you down in any of the main towns, and you can pick a fight with him immediately, but don't, because <laughs> he'll make people mad. When you do fight him, he's ridiculous. Like, yeah, good luck fighting him. I recommend doing the legendary thing where you can level up past, you know, level 81. That bad? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you beat him, Dave? No. <laughs> I, I actually looked up YouTube videos on how to beat him after he kicked my butt. And uh, it, it showed people, like, jump dropping him off of the uh, side of, like, a cliff to try to kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Did it work? Yeah, apparently that's how you do it. Because <laughs> All right, <laughs> and we don't know anything about subscription models yet. They have not released that information. No, and we're and likely we're not going to hear that until a lot like closer two to months launch, before yeah. release. Exactly, Barwin. That's exactly yeah. how I would have pinged it. Yeah. Ping, ping. I'm going to say it's totally free, and it's it's going to be awesome, and everything is free. Please, right. please be free, Dave. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's never going to happen. You're dreaming, Shane. <laughs> They need to make money somehow. You know, five-year, six-year investment. <laughs> and Mr. Adams, <laughs> how was your play this week? Oh, goodness. I, <laughs> I just saw Dave's notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was, it was a lot of fun, in quotes. Um... First off, I was thinking I'd have time to actually play the game, which I did, hypothetically. Uh, the first day I tried to do it, I, I didn't do the Black Star quest yet, but I, I was just like using up all of my soul stones and wanted to get my enchanting up past level 70. And I was you, do, talking to the Necromancer, the Conjuration dude in the, uh, the Mage College, because he sells Black Soul Stones. Okay, okay. Uh, which I thought was awesome because you can barely ever find them where I'm at in the game. Um, I ended up with about uh, 25,000 gold plus after everything is said. And actually, probably that's a lot less because of how much I had to pay for the Black Soul Stones. But that's about how much I made because it was I, I checked my thingy. Anyway, um, I was expecting to come back and do the Black Star quest. But Skyrim was freaking out. And I'm pretty sure I know why. I'm pretty sure SKSE has thrown a fit. Like, bad. Um, I had to basically take everything out, all of my mods, uh, Skyrim UI, Sky UI, which I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of. But I had to reinstall a large portion of Skyrim. I must have messed something up. I backed up all my saves before pulling all my stuff out. And I did this huge update over Steam, and now I have all my saves, but none of them will show up. Um, Dave, I'm sorry to interject real quick, uh, but which do you have 
are you using the, the, the beta patch for Skyrim? No. Okay, so you're still on 1.8, and are you using the SKSE 1.8 version? Which one's the beta patch? Is that the uh, that's, Legendary? That's one po- yeah, that's 1.9. Oh, yeah, I am doing that. Okay, so that's your yeah, problem, because SKSE need, only works with the... Um, so you need, like, a 1.9 version of SKSE to work right. with... That's exactly what I, what I figured out was going on, and that's why I pulled it out. But uh, okay. I think so, I think I messed some things up. Because okay. now, all my saves, I have them physically, they don't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens with script extenders, dude. That's why I never messed with that stuff. Yeah, well, I rolled the dice, and I didn't come out on, ahead on this one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I may have to restart my mage. <sighs> well, you know what? At least, at least Dave and I will be building brand new characters from the start and uh, Misery likes company so uh, <laughs> think of it this way you get to the awesome epic opening scene of like hey why does that guy got something in his mouth why can't he talk <laughs> stop cowering horse thief you're gonna die die like a man <laughs> oh lord poor Dave <laughs> so after crying for 7 to 10 hours I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna have to uh Bite the bullet and re-roll. Poor guy. I had plans! I know, man. I knew man. what I was going to do. <laughs> You'll get it fixed, oh. though, Dave. Be back in the mix, man. Was Hopefully so it'll like restore it. your save, though. Man. Dave, this, this is going to be our week, Dave. This is going to be our week. My cat has never been thrown down my hallway so much. Oh, <laughs> Poor <laughs> Mal. <laughs> Where is my soundboard? I forgot to open it. Dang it. I have something for you, Dave, too. There's a cat lady, play it. Alright, official Bethesda <laughs> store opens. <laughs> yeah! Yay! Wednesday, March 13th, Bethesda launches their apparel and item shop where you can get awesome swag from Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls Online series. Like Alduin's wool hoodie, Skyrim-themed t-shirts, even a mug that says, I hate Morndas. Sold. That's what I said. (laughs) Art and collectibles, such as their recently announced Dragonborn statue as well. You can get swag from their other game brands too, such as Dishonored, Fallout, Doom, Quake, and Wolfenstein. Head over to store.bethesda.com to browse around and pick up some really awesome items. Uh, Also, while you're searching around on the internet for new Elder Scrolls things, check out the new update that Zoss brings us, the ESO Tumblr page. Perfect site for checking out some new artwork to adorn your desktop or even browsing around fan creations and submissions. One of the best features of any gaming website is their art section you know fans like to just throw up the new the new wallpaper on their on their desktop and, and totally geek out over it while we you know wait for the game to come out and you know this this takes that concept to a whole new level and makes us think that we'll be seeing far more beautiful pieces of art to enjoy as we wait for ESO to debut later this year uh, here's what Zoss has to say about their brand new their brand new page and I quote, Today, we launched our official Elder Scrolls Online Tumblr page. We invite you to check out our concept art and screenshots and submit creations of your own. So, Dave, you know that stick figure of you flying the dragon? 
Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I'll be famous. Totally submit that. You gotta submit that. <laughs> uh, if you have any fan-created content, such as art, videos, music, or stories that you'd like to share with us, be sure to visit our Tumblr page at theelderscrollsonline.tumblr.com and submit your creative works for us to us for consideration. We'll review your submissions and publish the best ones on our page. Be sure to follow for frequent updates. So, yeah. Tumblr, Tumblr, Tumblr. Nice. We have uh, another email from um, Alexander Steed. And Ivaro, and I'm going to give you a break. Yeah, He says, hey, guys, I play Skyrim on my PS3, so this last month has been pretty sweet. The only thing that disappointed me was the fact that though all three DLCs... Through all three DLCs, I never found anything to improve my characters. By level 30, I usually have Daedric Armor with double enchants. Aside from the crossbow, which is very cool, I came out with the same armor, spells, and weapons that I started with. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoy both Dragonborn and Dawnguard. I just hope that in future DLCs, there will be more high-level content. What do you guys think? Thanks for the great show. I think you missed the uh, best armor in the game if you came out with the same gear. Yeah, really. Um, what, what is that? Uh... Soul, soul, uh, not soul slime. Um, it's not soul slime. Yeah, stall rim. rim. Thank you. Stall rim armor and weapons. Yeah, man. Alexander S. Come on, man. Jeez. Something out of that. Um, when it comes to high level content, though, guys, this is where just speculation here. But according to the last stats I saw, and first it's on like Steam. I don't know what it's like for consoles, obviously, but the vast majority of people never go to fifty. Yeah. So, you know, catering to content for high-level content wouldn't really be economical for them because the vast majority would not be able to play it. Yeah, and Joe, uh, if I can co-tell on that, at least uh, in my personal uh, play style or experience, I should say, um, you know, whenever I do get to uh, a high level, like 45 to 50, I generally just start a new character. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, most other people do that, but uh, that's just... I find that, um, you know, that kind of just keeps the game fresh for me, and uh, I get to, like, see more playstyles and stuff, so I'm not sure if other people do that as well. Any other thoughts, gentlemen? No, I got nothing. And Dragonborn was a lot of fun for the three and a half seconds I played it, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. You know, I look forward to creating a brand new character. <sighs> just to get there again. Because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> Poor Varwin. Yeah, I'm currently chewing on my wrist right now at frustration. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and um, <laughs> don't nod off. I'm going to take you to the hospital now. Try, trying to slice my veins open with my teeth. <laughs> Suicide watch. All right, guys. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to breeze through mine really quick. and It just makes sense because anything interesting that happened in my week this week was all accumulated within an hour and ten minutes. Nice. Everything else was kind of blah. But, okay, let's see if I can make this long story short. Here we go. I did the mine. Like I said, I was doing the last episode. Um, but when I got down to the uh, I stall room, that first thing, the first stall room you can mine, mm-hmm. I realized yeah, I didn't have the pick. Yeah, I forgot to get the pick from the old fart. Oh, so man. I ran up. Tried to look for him for 30 minutes. Couldn't find him anywhere. My quest icon showed him at his house. I broke into his house. The pointer was right in the middle of the house. He wasn't there. 
waited 48 hours, still not there. So I gave up, finished the cave, the mine, the um, really awesome mine, and it felt a lot shorter than I remember. I kind of just breezed right through it. Even the the uh, dragon priest at the end, few stuns, dead, and I just walked right through him. Went into the black book, walked right through it without any effort, and was right back out again. I love my mage. Um, when you walk out of the the mine, you wind up in a, a bandit camp out on the uh, the right on the coast, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of bandits on different areas. I was chain gunning my uh, my fireballs and anything that moved. <laughs> when the yeah, exactly what it <laughs> felt like it was boom, 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 and there was explosions everywhere and. There was so many flashing lights that I was going to have a seizure, but when it all cleared... And all of a sudden, it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> exactly. That's how it felt. Lens flare! Oh, my God! When it finally Watch cleared, I-, I found half the bodies in the ocean. Oh. That's <laughs> what? polluting, Joe. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm getting a little OP. So I went back into town and went looking for the old fart again. Couldn't find him anywhere. Oh, but i got to mention this really quick. Um... So when I went in the first black book and the mine guys, yeah, guess what a lurker dropped? What? A circlet of conjuration. Oh. All that time trying to find the conjuration spell to disenchant and be able to use it, <laughs> I found it when I wasn't looking for it. Wow. Well, so, isn't that how love works? Isn't it? So <laughs> I, I disenchanted that that business as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> I was not about to lose it. And the interesting ah, thing is, is, after I went back out, back into town, I went into the bar looking for the old fart, trying to get that stupid pickaxe. Couldn't find him. So when I came out, suddenly an elder dragon starts attacking the town. This is where it gets weird. Round one. He lands on a building. I stun him, and he's constantly being stunned. I'm kicking his butt. He flies away, barely any life, crashes outside of town. Hold on, you're you're using your destruction spells, right, with the impact yep. perk? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it makes dragons easy. I just, I, I'm trying to paint the best picture for myself right now. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm shooting machine gun style fireballs at him. He can't move. He tries to breathe in every time. So he crashes. I go up there, take him out, and I get ganged up on, and I get jumped by werebears. What? Yeah, four of them. So I die quickly. <laughs> So I reload back in the end, round two, which was almost an exact copy of round one, except for the dragon line in a different building this time. Oh, man. The the, the, the dragon and the werebears had a sick joke going on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, mage. So we move into round three. He lands in town this time, and every single villager in Raven Rock decides they want to join in. Well, I forgot I was using dual fireball. Uh-oh. Needless to say, after I kill a dragon, I have to kill the entire town. <laughs> and one. <laughs> Things just keep getting better. <laughs> Bounty removed. The last witness was killed. <laughs> you know what's funny is that I thought I killed the entire town. Well, some of them you can't kill. They're all one knee. I think, come on, that has to count for something. I have like a 2K bounty on me right now. Yeah. And I, I, there's, there's at least five people dead. So I finally turned myself in because I want to get rid of that stupid t- 2K bounty. And the guard's like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna, you're gonna go in with me whether you like it or not." Well, buddy, I just killed everybody else. I think I'm like, I can't kill you too. But anyway, <laughs> I pay off my debt and I go back thinking, "Okay, I'll just continue on." The dragon's dead, whatever. 
Then I realized that one of the people I killed was Fethis. And Fethis is one of the most <laughs> important people in Raven Rock. Why? He buys the Empire Ambulance for 500 gold a pop. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have that. No. So I reloaded. Of course. And you here know, comes Ralph. Barwin, <laughs> you know what could fix this? I believe, um, is, is it console command? <laughs> there are consoles commands for that. Yeah. 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 I don't cheat, man. <laughs> so anyway, here comes round four, guys. I finally did it right. Got PO'd, saw a dragon, flipped him off, went near a building, pulled out my, my two... St- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pulled out two storm thralls, went up there, walked up to where he was going to land. As soon as he landed on a building, my thralls and myself murdered him. He had He flew off with literally no health left. Sure enough, I walked to the point where I knew he was going to crash land because I've seen it so many dang times. He crash lands, gets up, falls over dead. <laughs> and as soon as I noticed that, four little red dots appear on my screen. I was ready for them. <laughs> Funnels little bastards into the freaking doorway, and between my fireballs and my thralls, they had stood no chance. I couldn't find two of the bodies. <laughs> Dovahkeen. <laughs> exactly how I felt. I was so frustrated at, the, at that point. But, yeah, that that's was my uh, playthrough this week in a nutshell. Now I'm going along the coast doing the, the quest to actually get the house that I stole from. And I'm not going to steal from it this time because I know the outcome. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. That that was so awesome, dude. <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. That was great. <laughs> word for word true, too. That's the I right love part that. Of <laughs> I absolutely love that story. I wish I would have been live streaming it. That would have just made it better. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys. We have um, one more email. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all done our playthroughs, correct? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what little there was. Thanks, Lou. You were a lifesaver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone else gets the short on the stick this week. I feel sorry for all of you guys. This uh, this, uh, this episode's epic win is brought to you by Lewis the Loremaster Olan. <laughs> Keeping it real, yo. Maybe it's the name of episode epi- epic win. Uh, all right, the last email comes in from Nishag and Dave. This one's all you, man. Alrighty, let me get there. It's down at the bottom, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. thought it. All right, hey guys. Hey. Hey. Mm. Hey, mm. sorry for mailing you so much, but I love you so, so much. Anyway, on to the question. I am becoming the lore master for my guild, and I am trying to read as much as possible about the lore. Got any tips? Thanks, Nashog. Hey, look, Lou, you have a protege. Aw. Cool, I have minions. <laughs> <laughs> I love how his guild is appointing... Lore master. That's, that's, that's actually that's pretty sweet. Pretty epic. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. But to answer your question, if I may, please, Nashog. Um, I use a bunch of sources. The main ones I use: the uh, unofficial Elder Scrolls pages or UESP, listed as uh, one of our featured partners on ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. So you can get to their uh, their page very quickly. Indeed, there's also the Elder Scrolls Wiki. It's also very handy. I am also a big fan of the Imperial Library. All right, those three sources I use quite a lot. And actually, if you just go to the Bethesda forums, 
themselves, okay? And there's going to be a link for the Elder Scrolls games. They actually have an amazing, I mean amazing, lore section set up. I, I mean, it can be all official too. It's something to where you're like, you, so you want to be a lore master for the Elder Scrolls games. Okay, well, here you go. <laughs> they will walk you through it. They will give you, uh, this is such a wealth of information out there. It's unreal. And seeing how long Bethesda has been putting out the Elder Scrolls games, yes, that's quite a bit of information. But good luck to you. Hope you know. Hope you enjoy it. And you know, you, like I said, be ready for a wild ride. So many things. Hell of a good answer, Lou. Thank you. Anyone else want to say anything on that? Because I, I, for me, it sounded like Lou covered it, covered it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, that's I, just echoing. It's for the the lore stuff that we do on the website. Those those three, man, Lou, you nailed it, dude. They're a wealth of information right there. Yeah. If I can't find it on UESP, it doesn't exist. Right. Okay, then. <laughs> so we have a uh, crafting it's table. <laughs> and, uh, Ivarwin, you want to regale us the mod of the week? Yeah, man. Toggle Helmet Visibility by Doom Blast underscore Commando found on the Steam Workshop. It uh, basically does what, what it says, uh, what the name of it is. Uh, it's a mod that allows you to take your currently equipped helm and render it invisible so you can enjoy your character's mm-hmm. wonderfully crafted facial features and hairstyle that took you over an hour to create during the character creation. <laughs> Shank. Uh, here's here's yes. what the, uh, the author has to say about the mod. Um, press F3 and wait one second to hide helmet and press F3 again and wait one second to show it. You'll see uh, you will still gain your helmet's benefits if you toggle your helmet off. Um, I would suggest before downloading this, okay, head over to the uh, the site at um, on Steam and take a look at uh, at what the the author says and and his uh, his comments because there are some some bugs regarding it, not game breaking, um, nothing that's going to harm your game, but but stuff that could possibly make the um, helmet visibility functionality just not as enjoyable as it should be. Uh, that being said, it's, uh, it's a, a great mod, um, and I definitely suggest uh, taking a look at it and at least giving it a shot. Yeah, exactly. This is um, For those of you who like to play in third person a lot, this could be a good thing for you. All right, guys. Um, I believe we've covered everything, right, Yvarwin? Yeah, I've been I've been sort of just uh, this. I mean, it's a big ass show, and I've been yeah. just like, you know, striking through um, all the stuff that is, as we go through it and double checking ourselves. I, I'm, and we, I'm prone to miss things. So I'm just double checking. <laughs> yeah, well, we we got everything. All right, well, guys, it's that time of the episode where we give the microphone to Lewis, the lore master, Olan. Lore master on ice. Woo! Thank you very much, guys. And today's Elder Scroll. We're going to cover the Guild Act. Bound by skill, trade, or vocation. So the Guild Act, also known as the Guilds Act, was a legislative action that codified the practice of guilds throughout the Second Empire. So roughly between the First Era, 2920, to the Second Era, year 896. This is encouraged by two main people. Pilladil Dareni. And was also signed by someone uh, by the patentate of the name of Versidu Shai. He was a prominent Akaviri potentate of the late First Era. 
he had taken over the imperial throne after Raymond III died and had declared martial law in the Second Era, year 321. This guild act officially sanctioned the guilds and the guilds of the tinkers, cobblers, prostitutes, I'm not kidding, <laughs> scribes, architects, brewers, yes, vintners, weavers, rat catchers, furriers, cooks, <laughs> astrologers, healers, tailors, minstrels, barristers, and most importantly, the Guild of Mages, which was founded in the second era, year 230 by Vanis Galerian, and the Guild of Fighters, founded the previous year by the potentate's kinsman of Daenerys Vess, and chartered under Section 4 of the Guild Act. I want to join the Cobbler's Guild. <laughs> I want to join the Rat Catcher's Guild. That sounds beast. Going to the Brewers, dude. Screw you guys. Wait, hold on. No, I want to join the Prostitutes Guild. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm down. <laughs> down for that, right? <laughs> Rat Catcher! <laughs> now, these guilds were required to pay levies to the Empire, jeez, taxes, and to pay for any expansions in exchange for protection and encouragement from the Empire. What kind of taxes do you think are on a prostitute in Tamriel? <laughs> you know, we could debate this economic model with Shank all night. We, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> and we could probably not come up with a reasonable answer. <laughs> At least not tonight. Um, uh, the Empire had seen the value that these guilds had to the people of Tamriel. Now, there will be later sanctions. Some of them joined the Third Empire, Third Era, that will introduce new guilds into the fold. But there are other Imperial guilds such as the Mercenary Guild, the Cenaris Guild, which is the guild for troubadours, bards, and minstrels, and, of course, the infamous Thieves Guilds, which have no direct or implied connections with the Guild Act. And for an example, I provided, I actually will tell you about the Fighters Guild, and this is their charter, which was allowed under the Guild Act. <clears throat> One, Purpose. The Guild of Fighters provides employment to free swords and mercenaries and contracts to local citizens. Citizens may contract the Guild for the removal of creatures and pests, the delivery of goods on dangerous routes, the collection of beasts for the arenas, and other duties defined by the Guild stewards. 2. Authority The Guild of Fighters was established under the Section 4 of the Guilds Act, and this charter was first confirmed of the potentate versus shy in the 321st year of the Second Era. Three rules and procedures. Any member of the Guild of Fighters who strikes or steals from another member shall be expelled from the Guild. Readmittance is at the discretion of the Guild stewards. Citizens who contract with the Guild of Fighters and have a dispute may appeal first to the Guild steward who accepted the contract and second with the authorities of each province. Four. Membership requirements. The guild selects candidates who are strong and healthy. A candidate must have some proficiency with long blades, axes, blunt weapons, and shields. Guildsmen must be able to use and maintain heavy armor. Five, applications for membership. Candidates must present themselves to the steward of the guild hall for examination and approval. And there is an attachment. Attachment A, fighters guild chapters in Varnfall District... Province of Morrowind chapters are established in guild-owned, freestanding guild halls in the towns of Althrun and Valmora. 
The chapter in Sadrith Mora is established in Wolverine Hall under lease from the Telvanni Council. The chapter in Vivek is established in the Foreign Quarter under lease from the Tribunal Temple. And that's an example of a guild charter. And I want to say thank you for the unofficial, or actually to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages for all the great information here tonight. Nice. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up the show now. We got some uh, five star review shout outs. Lou, what do we got, buddy? Okay, five star review shout outs from America. Crispy crackers. Yay! MC <laughs> Menza. <laughs> 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 Couch Warrior TV. Right with you, brother. <laughs> Dot Black Rose. Chiblet. And from our friends across the pond in the UK, Gus Rug. All right, our final thoughts of this episode. A lot of information to, to digest, especially with Elder Scrolls Online. Phenomenal talk about the, um, the uh, combat system tonight, guys. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait until... PAX East. You buy one. Can't wait for PAX East. Uh, can't wait to get my computer back. Uh, can't wait to spend my entire paycheck in the Bethesda store. And uh, really love all the information coming out of the combat. Ask us anything. Hey, I'm looking forward to part two of that. Straight. Hopefully that'll come out soon. Yeah, man. That was straight to the point. Yeah. Bang! <laughs> Bang! And Lou. We had a lot of great information come out this week. I, I just can't believe the wealth of information it just leaves me hanging for more. It's just a tip, and I can't wait till we see them in the following week and explore it. And I'm psyched to see the game for the first time. <laughs> I can't. I seriously cannot wait to uh, watch yours and Dave's reaction because we're going to be playing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. We're going to be grouped up. Mm-hmm. Whisper. Hey, Dave, what's, mm-hmm. what's PK Joe in the world? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, of course not. Totally. and dave we're totally gonna pk joe and i mean no nothing like that um i'm just dude this is just surreal it is absolutely surreal for me thinking we're gonna go to pax east and play this game and get to look at people who are uh Who've I've made my minions over the years by by making me video games to entertain me. <laughs> and that's awesome. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good way to put as a developer? Like from now on, they're gonna think that. Like, uh, Dean thinks I'm his minion. I'm not sure if I want to write this script anymore. <laughs> uh, and Shank. <laughs> I mean. Anything I've done this week is just totally overshadowed by getting the opportunity to meet Maluka and Joe and uh, some of the some of the stuff um, that we were talking about. I mean, man, I, I'm so excited for this game. And to anybody who ever doubt has, has still has lingering doubts about this, just trust me because I was you at one point. My doubts are completely erased, 100 percent erased. Dave, hmm? love you, man. <laughs> All right. One of these days, Joe, we gotta we gotta dip into the uh, Elder Scrolls email archive and just see if we could find that email that Shank wrote us. Oh, we got to. We got to. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh man. <laughs> and featured on the air again. Yeah. I don't even know. Remember what episode that was on? It was like it was sometime in May. Yeah. Sometime I'm in May. Through it right now. Hold He's on. literally like, you guys, are jerks. 
I think it was like <laughs> one or two episodes right after we did the uh, the special episode after they announced it. Yeah, it was it, it was something something like that. It anyway, was, it was we'll really to, really close after the announcement. We'll have to find that. Yeah. It's somewhere in there. All right, Yvonne, uh, you want to take us out with how to reach us? Yeah, um, guys, check out our brand new website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com. It's uh, it's it's really awesome the way the um, our uh, our web guy did it. Uh, big shout out to to Jeff from the Middle Earth Network for for doing all the hard work that he he's done. Um, the best part about this is uh, we we kept our slider, which is on that on that site, and it's it's nice and big and bold and beautiful, and you can bango get your information right there. But the best part is is when you <laughs> bango uh, when you scroll down. All right. All of our articles are featured right there in almost like tablet form. And you can really figure out like what's what's the you know the the new headlines going on in Elder Scrolls, Bethesda, Zas, Elder Scrolls Online, just by just by coming to the site and and scrolling down just a little bit and you're seeing boom, it's like four articles right here and it's very accessible. Um, you know, you can you can get to our um, our, 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 our RSS feed uh, very quickly from here. You know, our Facebook, our Twitter, our YouTube, our iTunes page, our, our Twitch account, the, uh, the TuneIn, the Stitcher, the RSS feed, even our email. Right there on the sidebar, you can see Tweaked and Guild launch here very nicely as well. If you want to go check those guys out, we highly recommend it. It's just it's it's a very accessible site for all of the information that we're now covering on our on there. So um, definitely check out Elder Scrolls Off the Record dot com. And uh, thanks again to uh, to Jeff from Middle Earth Network for for working as hard as he did to to make it awesome. Um, our portal site questgamingnetwork.com, dot com again looks very very similar to to the new Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Uh, catch all of our articles featuring general gaming sorted by console as well if if we decide to do a uh, a feature um based on a certain game for a certain console it'll be it'll be there and uh like i said general gaming is is covered there as well as all of our podcasts in general you can you can portal out to elder scrolls off the record you can portal out to minecraft off the record.com and uh you can portal out to our our brand new dungeon quest website from questgamingnetwork.com. Uh, if you want to email the show, we can be found at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. Uh, as you heard tonight, we, we featured an MP3 call. Certainly uh, record yourself and send it on in. We like that. Or just send us a traditional email. It's awesome, too. Uh, if you want to check out uh, Shank's video of uh, live Maluka singing, great, great, great video. She, she's got the brand new song on there. She's got an extended version of the Dragon Board Comms, which gives me goosebumps listening to, no matter how many times I've heard it. Uh, go to youtube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, please give us a like and, uh, and sub up there. This way you don't miss out on any of our uh, awesome updates there. Uh, youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network is the network's YouTube account, and you'll find a whole menagerie, if you will, those are two word, bang, of <laughs> all of our different videos over at uh, youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, $10 mentions. Listen, guys, we, we do have sponsors. Um, we offer some very nice spons- sponsor packages, um, depending on how long you want to 
run your spot with us, it can be cheaper for you. Uh, though if that's not your thing, uh, we can we offer $10 mentions at the top of the show. We will mention whomever, whatever you wish. Uh, this works very nicely for, for guilds that are recruiting, which I know a lot of uh, uh, potential uh, ESO guilds out there are looking to do. So if you, if you want us to advertise your guild, this is a fantastic thing. $10 gets you exactly what you want. Send us an email. Go to our website. Um, hit the donate button. Fill out the form. And we'll... Uh, any questions, we'll email you. You can email us. We'll, we'll talk, and we'll, we'll have a nice little ad for you right there on the top of the show. Uh, where to listen? Jeez, guys, uh, where not to listen is really the question. You can hear us on, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, even Zune. If um, you have a problem with any one of those things, you can grab our RSS feed, and you can subscribe to our show based on that feed with any podcast reader that, that you wish to use. Uh, we would recommend Podkicker and RSS Demon from the Google Play Store. Those are phenomenal apps. They're very, very good. Also, don't miss our other show, Minecraft Off the Record Live, which is on Sundays at 7 p.m. We do it in the twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network Twitch account. And uh, you can see all the awesome stuff that uh, you know Joe has been uh, doing with the show. Uh, Joe, what's what's going on with Minecraft lately? I mean, do you want to give us an update? I know you've been working really hard lately. Yeah, 1.5 patch hits. So we have a brand new server we launched. That's an RPG-based server with bosses, story, you know, you name it, which is not something you normally find in Minecraft. So it takes it's been taking a lot of design work, a lot of coding, a lot of uh, awesome stuff from a lot of talented people, and. Mm-hmm. Um, 1.5 fit, so we've had to. I've had to update all the servers, update the texture pack to 1.5. That was 10 hours straight work. So it's been a, a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on, a lot of a pain in the neck, but we are finally 1.5 enabled. Yeah, sweet, awesome. Um, yeah, for those of you out there, and there's there's tons of you out there that love playing Elder Scrolls, and you also um, love playing uh, Minecraft as well. You know your your favorite quest guys play Minecraft and um, and also we we run a show too. Obviously, you know that, and uh, it's it's very very different from any other Minecraft show you may hear out there. So if you haven't heard Minecraft off the record, you're you're missing out. You definitely are. Um, Twitter, if you want to get to us through Twitter, you can find the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe, give Joe a follow at the Widget W I G. I T. I am a Varwin. You may reach me at Evarwin. E V A R W Y N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B. eleven B. G A M E R G U I one one B. And Dave is at Dienforce. D I E N F O R C E. Actually and I changed it. Did you? No. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Shank is at Shank. Tank. <laughs> Did it. S H A N K T H T A N K and leave off the E. Savings. <laughs> Save yourself a vowel. You don't have to buy it now. That's right. M E T T R E S. Because you know what you get with that without that extra E? You get pumice stones. Mm. Right. Okay. Ellis was off the record as a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Millith Network. I just want to say, foos for all you all next week. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Good night, everyone.
glad you're all here. See you all again next week. Have a great one, y'all. Boost Rota. Till next time, guys, Shadow hides you. I thank you, Joe, for all the birthday messages every way possible. It was it was only one text and one phone call. Yeah, I was just gonna ask, how many sexts did uh, Joe give you, man? Actually, none. In fact, this year it was surprisingly all Lou. Lou, (laughs) Mister Sexter, the lore master on ice. That's right. Playing the call, Madison Roundgarden. Come see my Elder Scrolls, everyone. Uh, do a neck thing where it's like going side to side. Be like, I'll be loving you all my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and hit yourself. Okay. <laughs> Nameless is commanding us to make a three-hour show. We could do like a like a like a Elder Scrolls off the record extended Blu-ray show tonight and just make it like four hours with uh, with hosted commentary. Yeah. Yes. yes. Audio off. Yes. You guys are killing me. You're the ones that have to edit. Subtitles: <laughs> French, English, German, Spanish. Right. Got the figs for you right there. We'll release it in figs. Yeah. It also includes an interpretive dance for the first two and a half hours of the show. Right. With Dave in a bathing suit. You have to just pay us in layers for it. And we'll release it to Xbox first. Mm-hmm. For, for the first six and a half months. Yes. Right. <laughs> then, then PC, and then um, two and a half years later, we'll, we'll be we get to it. <laughs> no one cares about PlayStation, so. <laughs> In fact, we may release it to Atari before we release it to PlayStation. <laughs> That's my heart. Oh my god. Check now. Rebands. Now, DJ Shank will bring us the soothing tunes of KMFDM. <laughs> bring it in. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I think the moral of the show, even before it started, is yes, PC is awesome, but it has drawbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you touch it in a spot it doesn't like, you will screw oh, God. yourself. So like there's a there's a there's like a doll that's like a PC shape, and you're like, okay, now where did it touch you? Blame it on the Wookiee. Yes, what was that one song from the '90s? We did it all for the. <laughs> we, we did it all for the Wookiee. <laughs> the Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get your fucking. Who's all down?